This week it's the clash of the chins as Bruce Campbell takes on Robert Zadar in the 1988 B-horror movie, Maniac Cop. Fuck you guys from the fucking last drive-in for covering it this week. Oh my god. <laughs> it, I t- actually, when I saw that, I was like, isn't this like the second movie that that's happened to? That we've done it, or just as we're doing it, it comes like on some like big-ass show? Yeah, this has happened a couple of times with Last Drive. And anyhow, let's play the fucking theme music, buddy. Hello and welcome to the Bloody Bits Horror Show. I am your host, Eddie. The Axe Jefferson, and joining me as always is the mustache on my Atkins, Tim Yobo. How are you doing today, sir? I'm doing very good, Eddie. Great song. I like that. I was like, I kind of know that tune from somewhere. Ah, thank you. (laughs) Well, Tim, ah, you can uh, breathe a sigh of relief. There's literally no rape in this movie. Although there's a scene that comes close. Yes, but I'll take that any day over <laughs> what we did last week. Where I still haven't taken enough showers. Uh, I don't think there's enough showers in the world. Tim, we're also joined this week by a friend of the show, Matt Anderson, who uh, a bean sprout enthusiast, I'd say. Matt, how you doing, buddy? I'm doing great. How are you guys? Splendid. <laughs> Canned bean sprouts, in, to be specific, not the yes. fresh kind. There's Get a difference. There. Yes. He's down to earth. He's getting those cans. Yeah, I'm a man of the people. Well, you never know when people are going to drop by your house and you need bean sprouts. So that's why you keep them in the can. Yeah, somebody just swings by. They're like, y'all got any bean sprouts I could put in this potato salad? Someone just swings by and wants me to whip up a stir fry for him. Sure. Just a quick, bad stir fry. Yeah, why not? Everybody just go past Matt's house. He's going to cook some stir fry for you. Sure. Indeed, Matt. It's been a little while since we had you on the show, man. What what you been up to? Anything fun? Yeah, I've been continuing to write comic books, getting closer and closer to release dates. So that's that's exciting. Uh, I've been on a few podcasts and kind of keep crashing people's podcasts, which is always fun. Been on <laughs> Mustachio Podcastio. Once or twice since I've been on here last. And Don't worry about it. That motherfucker just shows up whenever he feels like it. So well, that's right. Can he do that actually crashes podcasts. Yeah, literally crashes podcasts. In yeah. fact, uh, he sent a friend of his to be in our most recent bonus episode. I don't know if you have heard our little teaser that we floated about that, but that uh, came out last weekend because this is coming out Tuesday. Yes, I, I, I saw the teaser um, on Twitter and it says with a very special guest star, I think. so. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Very special guest, of course. Yeah. So, Tim, we're in the last week of maybe a month dedicated to B-movies, and you picked for us Maniac Cop from 1988. Tim, what, if anything, is your history with Maniac Cop? Uh, very limited. I think before we were recording, I was talking to Matt. The last time I saw this was probably like 12 o'clock or 1 o'clock in the morning on my local Channel 5, Fox Network. So that was probably like, what, maybe fucking 20 years ago, the last time I saw this movie. So did that just look like like news footage from your neighborhood? Yeah. (laughs) You're like, is this Maniac Cop? Cop? Is this Maniac Cop or is this the nightly news? 
Yeah, we all know a maniac cop. That's for goddamn sure. Matt, what about you? Do you have any history with maniacs cop? A little bit. Um, kind of similar. Uh, it was, I worked in a video store, so I, one of those things where I always saw the, the case, you know, I, and I know I watched it. I think I've seen the second one a couple times, like more than this one. Um, which is weird, but cause it's not, that happens of, sometimes you see this, yeah. you see the second one more than you see the original. Yeah. I'm not and they're basic. They're almost the same movie though. Cause they, it's kind of just like swap out some cast members and then basically tell the same story. Doesn't but, the second one have voodoo involved? Kinda. They kinda okay. try and explain a little bit more. So, oh like, wait, so holy shit, this is a fucking weekend at Bernie's, but with a cop. <laughs> yeah, it is. Yeah, it's a weekend at Cordell's, and uh, <laughs> oh, that sounds so nice, right? I know, Staying doesn't at the Cordell's. it? Um, and actually, you know, because the second one, instead, you know, you instead of uh, Tom Atkins, and you get uh, Robert Davi, and uh, Davi basically. Oh shit, that's right. He's, he's in his Frank Sinatra mode. Yeah, he's he's playing like an old old time radio you know an old dick <laughs> and and he's so like you feel like he's a time traveler because it's like the the movie picks up right after the this one so and i think that's the one i've seen so much more because it was just so bizarre but um but so yeah, it had been probably i want to say like yeah 15 years or so since i've since i saw this one yeah this is kind of like uh mad max and road warrior i'm sure people watch road warrior a lot more times than they watched the original mad max it's probably true. So yeah. yeah, similarly, I think I actually saw Maniac Cop three before oh, I saw part one. Now that's crazy. <laughs> yeah, yeah but that's what happens with these kind of movies, right? I mean, kids at a certain age now they might not have seen the original Halloween, the '78 Halloween before they saw part three, four, well, or five, and then they go back those, and they see the original. Those get TV rights so much cheaper. The t- the t- and yeah. that's the thing. Because that's what I was thinking about Mania Cop 2, is I bet you this was an, an like up-all-night movie on USA. Oh, Maybe, I'm you know. sure. I'm sure yeah. it was. So. I had a similar problem with uh, Leonard Part 6. I never saw Parts <laughs> 1 through 5. So I'm going to have to. <laughs> You're missing some of Cosby's finest work, then. Uh, no, Tim. We're not talking about Bill Cosby and his uh, countless sleepers. Sorry. <laughs> So, a little bit about... I thought, I thought you guys covered the entity last week. Like, let's... Uh, God damn it. Oh, how great would that be at the fucking... At the end of that show, at the end of just... that movie, the fucking ghost, when he greets her coming back in that Cosby. house with that famous line, <laughs> when they fat Albert's it? voice. Yeah, no, it was Ghost when... Dad. It was Ghost hey, Dad. Hey, hey, hey. The whole time it was Ghost Dad, because the kids didn't have a dad, right? So... Holy oh. shit, that's... And that's why he's a dad. Yep. Yeah, yeah. So there you go. The Entity or Leonard Part 5. Or the prequel to Ghost Dad. Ghost Dad, yeah. (laughs) Perfect. Uh, So we have got Maniac Cop 1988 written by Larry Cohen of The Stuff fame, which is so interesting. Like if you think about The Stuff and this, right, both of them weirdly kind of feel like satire Mm-hmm. Although I think the stuff is probably a lot more successful. Oh, yeah. At least it's definitely much more directly satire. Like I, I mean, mean, the stuff opens up with some guy up in Alaska, and he sees shit pouring out of the ground. He sticks his finger in it, and then he tastes it. So that tells you what the fucking movie is right off the bat. True, true. Uh, and this 
I don't know. This is such a weird time for this movie to come out, right? Because you've kind of got... Okay, so 1988 was a phenomenal year for movies, first of all, right? I mean, you've got just so many freaking massive hits that came out that, that, that were phenomenal movies. You know, you've got like your Who Framed Roger Rabbit, so you're doing like your kind of film noir uh, uh, modernization. But as far as like action goes, we were already at Die Hard at this point, you know? This oh, is wow. like Rambo 3. We were well beyond um, the whole vigilante justice thing happening. Yeah. I mean, this, you, you also have to remember, this is a year after Robocop, which this just kept reminding me of Robocop. But in the worst way. Oh, my way. God. You just blew my mind. Matt, I got a great idea for a comic book. Okay. Robocop versus Maniac Cop. Oh. All right. I'm down. Throw some Batman in there just for the hell of it. Why not? That's easy to do. Yeah? Yeah. Yeah, yeah I can do it. Three vigilantes all taking each other on. That makes sense. I have, I have, And I have a great history with, like, writing projects that um, get all tied up in rights issues. So, you know, I mean, <laughs> what's to stop me with it now? <laughs> one day. The best Kolchak, kind of project. One day my Kolchak you versus never the know. Howling DC will come might out. let the Batman trademark elapse and then yeah. that's true. good to go. Kolchak versus Mickey Mouse. It's yeah, coming. Nope. Yes, yes. No, it was Kolchak versus the Howling. It was t- two things you've well. Holy shit! I, and and they were green. Uh, they were signed off on initially by the rights holders, but then um, the guy that owns the Howling is a huge dick, and uh, put some kibosh on it that I don't. All right, understand. so wait, the, but you still have the uh, the Kojak guy though, right? You could still do something Kolchak, with Kojak. Yeah. Kolchak. Not Kojak. Not Ko- oh, how about yeah. Kojak versus Kolchak? <laughs> yeah, that, that's what I'm talking about. That's the thing, right? Yeah. yeah. I love that, too. You know what, Tim? You come up with some great ideas. Like, you should just take meetings. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's me. I'm the idea guy. Then after yeah. that, don't, don't bother me. So this was directed by William Lustig, who'd previously worked uh, in the Maniac Medium as the director of the film Maniac. Yeah, that was that's wow. so crazy. I, it's one of those things that I I knew that going in, you know. But I I complete I always forget that because I and the idea that like he wanted to at some point make this series converge with Maniac was like yes, a plan. I read that such, online. Holy shit! How great like, would that have been, huh? Oh, but yeah, it's so it's like Maniac Cop versus Maniac. Yeah, that well, that was basically what Maniac Cop Two was supposed to be because there that was a sec- there's a secondary kind of villain. Yeah, that's right. And it was supposed to be jo- played by um, Joe. Was it Spinell? Is that was that the Joe Spinelli? Spinelli, yeah. But then he, I think it was right around the time he died. So wow. they ca- they Holy cast fuck. So they cast someone that was like kind of the the Kmart version of it you know just like it was God. close enough yeah it's hard to replace Joe yeah. Spinelli from they got right. Mo they got Mo uh, Fratelli exactly yeah <laughs> and um, and I mean so the, I guess I should say it was like really it was that close to happening had he not I think passed away is what it was that they yeah the second one would have been those two characters. So, so this is like a Friday the 13th where they couldn't use Carrie, so they just use a girl with psychic powers. Yeah, right. And they named her, what was her name in that one? It was Tina. Ah, uh, close. 
Jason versus Tina, the match yeah. made in hell. Right, yeah, yeah. Or, or as uh, I think someone once put it, Carrie Potter. <laughs> I never saw been. that was the only movie that you ever saw Jason get knocked out by a light bulb, right? Yeah, uh, you know. Yeah. There's a great so, light bulb scene in this movie too. We'll get to it. There's a lot of great scenes in this movie. So, first of all, it it's not starring him because he doesn't make it all the way through the oh. movie. Yeah, can I actually jump in really quick? Yes, um, before we move to cast, um, the one of the executive producer James Glickenhouse. Um, I don't know if that name stands out to you guys. Uh, but, I know that um, name. But he gave us Robert Ginty as an action hero. He's the one who writ, wrote and directed The Exterminator. Wow! Um, and he made that McBain That's a movie, movie that with, nobody covers, right? R- right. He made that movie McBain with Christopher Walken. Oh, um, so good. Uh, Glickenhaus is a bizarre dude. Like, just like he's a guy. Like, oh, he he he's just like a super rich guy that like makes these kind of high you know decently budgeted movies anyways and and they're all just such self-indulgent like projects that defy all basic rules of any i mean that you know mcbain is famous for like shooting the plane down from the other plane with a revolver (laughs) or the guy that was got hung they were torturing the guy hanging him from a ceiling fan and the weight of the body pulled the ceiling fan out of the wall, out of the ceiling but then later McBain or one of the characters picks up the ceiling fan and throws it out a window and it carries the body with it and you're like okay <laughs> it's like and this is, these are not jokes so anyways that man is the probably probably one of the big like I, I would think because of his wealth probably where a lot of this budget might have come from Definitely, because um, they had like a million dollar budget on this film. So uh, I'll just go over for some of the listeners. Um, Glickenhaus is from Shapiro Glickenhaus Entertainment, right? Yeah. Here are some of the greatest hits. I'm just going to name off a couple of them. We're probably going to end up having to cover. You've got Frankenhooker. Yep. You've got Chud. Mm-hmm. You've got Death Spa. Yes, yes. Oh, which is that one's got great a great video box video mm-hmm. art. Yeah. Oh, dude, it really does. You've got one of them, like, I don't think anybody covers, but I want to get to it one day, Black Roses, which yep, is the, a... the, the metal one, the metal yes. one. Oh, yes. it's so bad. Also has an amazing box art with the, mm-hmm. it was kind of the, the textured. Uh, yeah, yeah. It, it, was, it, it was basically like a Stratocaster name. with like Black Roses for the neck yes. of it that were textured and... Oh my God! So so good. Yes. I mean, we're, we're gonna have to cover some Gl- of these. Glickenhaus. I mean, again, and he's just a character. Like he's just like he sounds like an insane person. And and um, he's like I he's always, Steve Mnuchin, but if he had taste, accidentally. Yeah, <laughs> Acc- yeah that's the it's it's accidental. I, I actually want. Um, I jokingly uh, wanted to start the the lowest uh, the podcast that no one would ever listen to called uh, Whose House Glickenhaus. Uh, and it was going to oh, cover his filmography, <laughs> and then I realized that I, I bet was you the... that name's already taken, Matt. No, I've looked it up. I, I Google it from time to time. Oh, you <laughs> should buy, you should trademark that name before the show comes out, because guess what? Somebody's going to grab it. Yeah, there is a Glickenhaus party. There's a Glickenhaus or last Glickenhaus on the left podcast. But they're seriously get the fuck out. No, of there's here. not. Oh. Those are two puns I came up with. 
<laughs> I like the last Glicken House on the yeah, left. That is listen, good. That's a great fucking podcast. I think. I mean, let's do wait, a Hold on, registering the domain name real quick, and yeah. now it's mine. Nice. <laughs> no. But, anyways, yeah. So I just what as soon as I, that. I mean, I think his name is like the first. It's the first thing you see on the screens, the Shapiro Glicken House, and I was like, oh, okay, I I know I'm in for something. I don't know exactly why. With a name <laughs> like that, you're not getting uh, Amadeus, right? I mean, I'd love you to know see the, the... You know the movie you're going to get when you see James Glickenhouse. Yeah, well, because he would cast Christopher Walken, and it would be amazing. So, yes. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. So, speaking of the cast, we've got, as I said before, he didn't make it to the end, but God damn it, he's one of my favorites. And, I mean, all-star, among all-stars in the horror universe... Tom Atkins playing yes. Frank McRae. Tom what a Atkins, career, huh? it, what a career! What a great dude! What a yes. mustache! Oh my god! And if you don't know who, I mean, you know who he is. He's been in everything. He's been in Halloween Three. He's been in Escape from New York. He he was in Creep Show. He was in. I, come on, The Fall Night of the Creeps. Night of the Creeps, of course. One dude, Night of the Creeps, one of my favorite. I mean, that's yeah. one of my. Like a Ladies, uh, comfort your boyfriends movie. are here. <laughs> <laughs> and it just opens up with him sitting in a fucking beach chair in all white. And it's like, what the fuck is going on? Then it flashes back to the 50s. And you cannot do anything with the, the title, The Rockford Files, unless you've got him involved. Just can't happen. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, co-starring, but starring because he makes it to the end, Bruce Campbell. Again, I mean, we're talking about legends of yes. horror here. And, and he Bruce, looks super young here. Oh, like he, younger oh, yeah. than even Evil Dead 1. Cause and, but they play it up too, right? Because he's supposed to be the rookie cop, so they give him like an outfit that's too big for him. Yeah. And they, they play is it up a Is this after Evil Dead 1? It's got to be after 1 for sure. Cause this yeah, is, of course. Like, well, yeah, probably, because somebody shows up. So, yeah, yeah. okay, all right. No, it's definitely after. Yeah, I, but but that's Evil Dead One was nineteen eighty one, Tim. Yeah, holy that, fuck! That's the shocking thing is that he looks younger in this one than he did in Evil Dead One. Hell, Evil Dead Two was Evil Dead Two was eighty seven. Right? No, eighty seven, I think. So eighty yeah. one. Yep. No, I, I'm sorry, I refuse to believe that. There's no way that that movie came out <laughs> in nineteen eighty one. It's true, sir. No, I don't um, believe it. Sorry. Okay, that's fine. No, you I don't remember have because. To. I was looking it up, and Army of Darkness was actually like way earlier than I thought. It was ninety-two. It was in, yeah, it was ninety-two, ninety-three. Yeah, something wow. like that. See, that sounds about right. But holy shit, eighty-one. Yep, yep. That's how old you are, Tim. That that uh, it seems like it was only yesterday. That was the year I was born. <laughs> uh, I was I was one, so I was I was born in eighty, but I was born right at the ass end of eighty. In no, see, I was I was January of eighty-one, so. Oh, see, you're like less than a month from me. What what day? Twenty eighth. See, I was ninth. Ah, so you're. Oh, you're lucky. You're January, but you're far enough away that you don't get Christmas and uh, birthday gifts at the same time. Yeah, occasionally I got the Super Bowl, which coincided like with my tenth birthday. That kind of sucked. That's rough. Was it a Buffalo sixty six thing? (laughs) Oh God! Is that that Vincent? Yes, it that is. Gallo movie. Gallo, yeah. yeah. Okay. Not Jallo, Gallo, but Whew. yeah. I, I, you know I you got a blowjob on film. It's like I'm gonna the, say uh, the smartest fucking director ever. He's like, you know what I'm gonna do? Guess what? 
I'm going to say no, it wasn't anything like that. Just knowing who was in <laughs> Jesus. Uh, so then you've got Lauren Landon, relatively unknown at the time, but she was playing a, a model in The Stuff, as we were talking about uh, a little bit earlier. And uh, she was playing Teresa, who sticks with this to the end. Uh, mm-hmm. Not oh, a time to say about girl? her performance. What? Kinky hair lady? Yeah, Bruce Campbell's girlfriend. Not wife, girlfriend. No. We'll get to that. Yes. And then, again, the names keep coming. Richard Roundtree. Shaft. <laughs> yep, they... Fucking Shaft is Commissioner Pike. Who is like... Shaft sold out, man. I never believed have... that Shaft would ever work for the fucking man like that, but... They had him for a day and in an office. Yep. <laughs> Are you sure it's a day? <laughs> okay, half a day. They, 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 <laughs> yes. They had him for a lunch break. Mm-hmm. <laughs> As he was leaving to go get his lunch, they had him stabbed off camera. Yes. So <laughs> that was all they got from oh. Roundtree. Still, wonderful to see him. In oh, it, yeah. Though. He did such a great job. Oh, my. Yeah. Again. Lo- love the casting in here. William Smith, who, Tim, you probably remember from Scorchy. Oh, yeah. Uh, no. I, here's how I remember him. Okay. One of the baddest motherfuckers ever rich man poor man oh was he was he he played falconetti or falconetti falconetti yes holy fucking shit Mm -hmm. he was also in red dawn and hell comes to frog town yeah he plays and michael rooker could play him in a biopic Oh, holy yeah. shit, you're right. <laughs> holy fuck. I mean, I was just like... Dude, this... I think that guy fucked Michael Rooker's mom, and that's his son. <laughs> so you think that you th- that's Michael Rooker's dad is another way to say it? Yeah, okay. that's one way to say it. You don't have to bring in the fucking part, but okay. <laughs> well, I mean, you know, some people don't know how it works. Yeah. Tim's well, like, no, hey, I like... bet this guy fucking ejaculated into his mother's <laughs> cunt. <laughs> it, and then he not... was I born. wouldn't say cunt. You know, I would say Pussy. pussy. What what I love though pussy. is you made it sound like that Michael Rooker already had his mom and then Bill Smith impregnated her with him. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so uh, so it's like he retroact or like no after the fact became his dad. It's uh, <laughs> it's like a real Rand Casey. Mm. <laughs> so he, and he plays Captain Ripley, not that Ripley. Yeah. Uh, and then of course Robert Zadar. The chin oh. plays wow, Matt man, the Cordell. Chin off in this movie. I can't believe there wasn't any point where you got the two of them together and they fucking chin butted. Yeah, they never like face to face it. You 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 hope well you can't uh, have them face to face it. But see, it was too early in Campbell's career. He hadn't really embraced that like Briscoe County Junior kind of side of himself yet. True, you know. So oh wait, he was pulling his jaw in. I, it, <laughs> he was it, tucking it, it in. He was tucking. Yeah. He was playing Goodbye you know, Wild like Horses. You suck your gut and, uh, when you walk past a nice late looking uh, person. Yeah, he was sucking his chin in. Yeah. And Tim, you might remember him from 1986, The Night Stalker. Oh, did he play Ramirez? Wait, was that the one about Richard Ramirez? No, he 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 didn't play Ramirez, but it was I mean it was loosely based oh, on loosely, okay. Ramirez, it was about somebody who was killing prostitutes. Yeah. And then okay. uh, another one we have to 
I know we don't do this kind of movie, but somehow we have to do this movie. Cherry 2000. Oh, the Melanie oh Griffith? Uh, yeah. <laughs> you know, that's another fucking Galaxina movie where you think you're getting yeah. something, but you end up with something else. Yeah, Melanie Griffith. Lawrence Fishburne was in it. Fucking yeah. Harry Carey Jr. Oh, yeah. It's such a stupid premise for a movie. I love it. And it took place in 2017, by the way. That was when it was set. So yeah, uh, wow. <laughs> yeah, I love those movies where they're you know, they're in the future, but it's a very yeah. reasonable future. So you're like, it's, it's the, like it's going to be the future, but there's like thirty years, forty years out. The best, like, the best one is Predator Two, which uh, takes place in 1997, Los Angeles, and the movie came out in '93 or '92 <laughs> or something like that. Like, and you're like, you skip them five fucking years. Come on, right? Yeah, why well, they do made that? It, they made it look like like uh, a Mad Max movie. Like uh, like they even gave them like kind of like weird looking like techno like future guns. But you're like, dude, this is gonna happen in this decade. <laughs> like don't yeah. don't set your movie like that. That's why I always love when you see in movies when it's set like twenty years in the future and all the doors have been replaced with fucking apertures. Like you're right. that's never going to happen. No. Never. It's so inefficient. Well, one good thing about Predator 2, besides setting up the whole alien uh, connection, is that that movie, if you ever want to know what hot feels like, watch that fucking movie. Everybody's just continuously sweating, and you can feel how fucking hot it's supposed yeah. to be in Los Angeles. Yeah. And we've got a couple of fun cameos in this movie, by the way, besides Richard Roundtree as Shaft, which is basically a fucking... <laughs> it's a basically a cameo. cameo. <laughs> it's um, a walk-by. Pretty much. Another walk by. We've got Sam Raimi who plays. Looking the, like Ted Raimi. Like, yeah, he, I was, he really for a does. I had to look up and see which Raimi it was. I, I wrote it down as Ted in my notes, and then we get to the credits and I cross it out. I'm like, oh, that was Sam. Never nope, mind. that was Sam. Never mind. He plays the reporter in the parade and Raging Bull himself, Jack LaMotta, <laughs> as a cameo as a detective. Oh, <laughs> what? Yes. Is he holy fucking shit? Now I have to watch it. Who is he? He's he just plays one of the detectives that they kind of walk by. I don't think he even has a spoken line. Oh, okay. Yeah, because oh, he I tried to hoping... do that fucking monologue from Raging Bull, and they're like, "Come yeah. on, cut it." <laughs> yeah. Oh my god, they're like, "Cut, cut, get him." Okay, no, no, just go shadow box in the corner for a minute until you don't have as much. Keep him away from the craft service people. I was hoping yeah. it was the medical guy from the prison with the creepy smile. If that turned out to be what Raging the Jack really looked like, no. So that was another weird move that they did. Actually, was that the direct uh, or the director uh, William Lustig, mm -hmm. the coroner was actually his doctor. The, the coroner. At the, the what we see in the beginning of the movie, or the, yes, the guy, yes, okay, the, the, the one with the awesome hair, the like, yeah, the weird, <laughs> yeah. that, that guy's a real doctor, yeah, it, the director's I, doctor. I don't know if I go to him, like, could you take him seriously with no. that? No, he's your doctor, feel good, come on, dudes. Uh, he's like that fucking guy that Donald Trump uses his fucking doctor with that again, oh, head of hair, right? Yeah, no, when you that's see that I, kind of hair on a doctor, you know, you're just getting all the fucking pills you want. Yeah, that's true. That's... You're getting fucking lewds in suppository form. <laughs> when your doctor's wearing flip-flops and shorts in the office and he calls you chief, then yeah. you know you're good. <laughs> yeah, right there, chief. Do you think there's ever you... been a doctor who, who's worn shorts to the office and walking around in their white coat with shorts on? Yes. 
I'm, I'm sure. Doogie Hauser probably did it. He's not a real doctor. That's true. That is very true. Uh, that's about all I have for the notes of the credits, except for, Matt, you clued me into an interesting thing in <laughs> yes. the credits. Uh, and that is that I did some digging into this, too, and it's impossible to find. But a couple of the songs that were featured in the soundtrack, which is... Which Walk- I can't even remember when. I mean, were they, like, in the bar? They like, were in the bar. Background yeah. songs? Okay. Yep. It, it was Walk the Floor and Hello Heartbreak which were composed by Michael Shanklin and Tamil Jansen and Tim yes. with vocals by David Carradine. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I it was tried. in the credits. I, I took a picture. I took a screenshot yeah. and sent it to Eddie. <laughs> the only screenshot I saw was with the fucking Spiro Ratso. Oh, guy. yeah. The guy that was yeah. your friend. <laughs> Tim Him and Mario. <laughs> I really, really, really tried to find these two songs that are in maniac cop i found a couple of people that have it's like a single that is pressed for these two songs okay could not find any any copies of these two songs but tim i did find from one of his albums a david carradine voiced track and i have that for you if you would like to hear it uh yes i i would very much like to hear that (laughs) Let's Let me turn the lights off and uh, <laughs> tighten my mm-hmm. tie up for a second. Go ahead. Then, ladies and gentlemen, presenting David Carradine singing Last Chance. If you got a secret, now's the time to tell. Oh, he's got a secret. <laughs> if you got a penny. Took it to his grave. Almost. Almost. Because <laughs> there's not much time to go. Woman told me so. It's all over. He can't sue us for playing this, right? No, I, I'm going to cut it off right now. He's he's dead. He I mean, can't sue ghost, us. But yeah. His est- All right, oh. now, Eddie, what you have to do is you have to find, uh, back in, like, the 90s, I think David Letterman did a whole thing where he was, like, always bringing on, like, these crazy fucking albums that he bought, as, that he supposedly bought in, William Shatner, Leonard Nimoy, and Spy Magazine, if you remember that. They put out like two CDs where it was all those songs together. <laughs> so you had Leonard Nimoy singing If I Had a Hammer. Uh, you had uh, Shatner doing Mr. Tambourine Man. Uh, and, oh, Matt, here we go. Full circle. Jack Webb oh, no. doing Try a Little Tenderness. <laughs> <laughs> okay? Oh, Ladies, they don't web. forget it. Yeah. And, man, you won't regret it. That must have sounded Try like a little most, tenderness. It was like the Try a little tenderness. <laughs> <laughs> so I am betting you that there's got to be some place out there that has the fucking David Carradine songs on it because it would have been well past the time that they were putting these out. And how do you not put fucking Kung Fu singing? Well, mm-hmm. that's my question was like when I saw that, I was like, okay, it would be so weird if it was someone else with that name. Just, yeah. just, I. Oh, David Carradine and the Grasshoppers. Yeah, but but uh, yeah, it was just I, the fact that like 
I didn't know he had a singing career. I mean, I guess certain times, especially actors in the seventies, they always seem. It to was have a at thing. Least one it was, I think right. it was. A, look, if Jack Webb had a fucking album, okay, it That's wasn't true. a single. He had an entire fucking album. Tex Ritter, Jack Ritter's father, did a whole fucking rap, okay, about the fifty-two playing cards and how they're all related to the Bible. Oh, so that's it wasn't like something that was unheard of if you had is a that TV like insane show... clown posse's first album <laughs> did they have all but the yeah, cards if you had a tv show or anything like like that they gave you a fucking record deal yeah. they thought that shit was going to cross over just, yeah i i'm just they, they gave everybody a chance dude it's ridiculous by the way tim the album that that was off of david carradine's last chance 1975 <laughs> oh, no, no. Yeah, last chance, last chance before well, you make this decision, David. At least it's not called Come Last on. Gasp. No, 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 no. Last Chance is the name of the song. The album, though, Grasshopper. For real. <laughs> yes. For real. Wait, yes, for are real. Are you serious? Yes. Oh my God. So, Tim's stupid joke. Uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> is reality, sir. I'm gonna, I'm gonna try. You know what? Wow! I did? did we just manifest that? Did we just fucking Mandela gonna, that shit? Yeah, I don't think it. I don't think it existed. I, I go, go to like the, like the Wayback Machine on the this internet. Is the Bernstein Berenstein issue, right. like you said, the Mandela effect. Uh, I bet Bobby has has a copy of this record. If not, I bet you he could. He he would know how to find it. Oh right? yeah, like, definitely, Bobby. Come on. Well, I think the, the next one we're doing with Bobby is so we can find out one, two, three. Yes, we are. Again. We're going to be yeah. recording it tomorrow, so it'll be coming out a week from when you're hearing this, and that's for the beginning of Pride Month. We're going to be talking about A Nightmare on Elm Street 2, Freddy's Revenge. Nice. Love that movie. I love that one, too. And that was another one. Uh, this is maybe the first time that I've seen it in like maybe 20-something years. So, yeah, my history, like I said, is I saw Maniac Cop 3 uh, first and then eventually got around to Maniac Cop Was one. that Now, was that still Zadar? Like, did they, they never recast him? Right? No, it was right. always Zadar. Okay. Like, yeah, I, come I, on. How, how do you give up that paycheck? Zadar. Well, I don't know. Like, just, you know how, the, like, the, you were already at, like, a, a B, you know, tier slasher. Like, the the idea of i you could see a third one doing the thing where they cast someone else or it's a new cop you know like no i think zadar was like danny trejo before danny trejo where he was just no. like all right you want me to be in a movie okay i'll be there i was going to say matt i i think zadar was the tim yobo what he is to podcast <laughs> of b movies <laughs> That's right. I don't even need. I don't need to know what the movie's about. I don't need to read the script. Just give me a fucking uh, get me in front of a camera or a microphone. Tim Yebo, <laughs> can I give you a title, sir? The hardest working man in podcasts. Yes. Wow. I'll take that. Okay. There you go. I don't know if it's hard work, but it's hard drinking. It is hard drinking. And speaking of hard drinking, we started a bar because yep. Tim at or Tim. <laughs> Tim Atkins. <laughs> Tim Atkins. <laughs> There's a Freudian slip. Tom Atkins movie. You've got to start in a fucking bar, even though he's not there yet. But we do have our waitress. I think he has it in his contract that he will not be in any movie unless he gets to be in a bar at least once or at least drinking a six pack of beer. Yep. Yep. He gets to drink well, in at least 60% of the scenes that he's in. 
That's part of his contract. And he plans ahead with his drinks too, because he's he's he he's got extras coming full oh times. Oh my god! But but yeah. no, he's not here. He's just, the guy at the bar. Just, he just yeah. lifts his finger, and the bartender just brings her another one right over. She yeah. knows he's a regular in every bar. Yes. So uh, now we have a waitress leaving the bar, and I love that the bartender offers her a lift. And she's like, look, man, I'd rather deal with muggers than get a ride home from you. Yeah. Great Which is great. Place. Yeah. Especially because I think we find out later that she apparently owns that bar that she's leaving. So that's like her employee that she's afraid of. <laughs> <laughs> he might be the best bartender in town, though. You, that's you never true. know. It's Tom Cruise. Well, yeah, I mean, <laughs> come on. It's Have Tom you seen Cruise. cocktails? It's all yeah. about the bartender. I mean, if it's Tom Cruise, he has nothing to worry about except for maybe the Saitai stuff. But... I don't know, that FX guy, you have to worry about Rory. Mm-hmm. But she leaves, and, well, of course, she gets mugged. Uh, as she's walking down the street, a dude just reaches up and grabs her leg, which is a move. I guess he was trying to trip her. And then two other guys jump her. And then I love, I love this because... She doesn't just like take it lying down. No, she beats them off. <laughs> she beats. Yeah. Well, no, she doesn't beat them off. Let's, let's careful. She beats them off. Yeah. Unless, unless your mind's in the gutter. Come on, we're, we're done with the other episode. We're not doing she, that movie again. She beats them off with both hands uh, yep. as she wields her, her handbag and clubs them about the head and face area. Uh, they're on the ground, exhausted clearly from being so thoroughly beaten off. Yep, <laughs> they're spent. Yep, and she runs away, but they uh, they give chase, uh, Tim, and she ends up hiding at a park jungle gym. Now, Tim, I don't know a lot about New York, having never been there, but mm-hmm. a park in the 1980s at night, how safe is oh, that? Oh, my fucking God. I'm surprised that she didn't get murdered, raped, and fucking mugged 24 times before she got to that fucking jungle gym. In that order, by the way. Yeah. Yes. Well, I was going to say, can we, you know, we should add that, like, during the opening credits, we were getting, like, the uh, Rambo, like, getting ready for battle mo- suit-up montage. So in our, so we, yes. um, we were seeing the cop put on the gloves, put on the, you know, belt and all that. So we, we kind of have already seen, not his face, but, like, what, what he's going to look like. No, I think it's a while before we actually see his face. Yeah. Oh, yeah, they, yeah. And again, accidentally, the way that they fucking did the movie, it's really good. Yeah. Yeah, the, the but they reveal of us, the face, good move. Yeah, they give us a... Because um, what the, the, the look of the uniform is going to be key in just a moment with this, this woman's toe. So, yeah, these two uh, guys, two muggers... They're kind of cat and mousing with her. They track her down to the park, and they're about to, they're about to find her. And then, oh shit, she she uh, she bolts because she sees a cop. She thank runs God. up to the cop. Oh, thank God! Thank God you're here. Uh, there's two uh, minorities on the other side of the park. Go kill them. <laughs> well, you're being more. Uh forgiving than what she said because when i when she said that i was like how the fuck can she tell (laughs) yeah exactly (laughs) she says there's two puerto ricans chasing (laughs) me which (laughs) how could she tell whatever anyhow and i love this that the 
the cop just, hey, hey, help me. You got to help me. He's like, yeah, that's cool. I'm going to grab you by your neck, lift you by your neck, and then just fucking snap your neck. It's insane. And they see it. The uh, The two muggers see him doing yeah, this, too. They quickly become witnesses. Yeah, and they're uh, like, I'm going to get the God, fuck out of here. My God, can you imagine being Puerto Rican kids in the park <laughs> at 2 o'clock in the morning, and you see a fucking cop kill a white woman? The woman you you're chasing. You know your fucking ass is dead, right? <laughs> yeah. It's the woman you're chasing to mug, by the way. You're like, ah, oh, shit, this cop's over? Whoa, 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 whoa. Okay, new <laughs> yeah. threat, new threat. I'm out of here. <laughs> It's a oh. white woman he killed. Holy fucking shit. Yeah. Run. <laughs> yeah. God, this this guy, this cop is fucking crazy. So anyhow, we so, uh, yeah, there might be a better word for it, but we'll get there. Well, we'll find out because this is the yeah. autopsy uh scene oh, that we, yes. we get to. And this is like you were talking about Tim. This guy's fucking hairdo. Oh my god. There are mullets and then there are mullets. This isn't Quite a, I don't know how. Speaking of which, you know that uh, North Korean leader Kim Kim Jong Un just uh, outlawed skinny jeans and mullets in North Korea. What? Yep, they are now illegal. I don't know if it's a uh, like a camp type offense or a uh, murder offense, but yeah, skinny jeans and mullets are no longer allowed in North Korea. Effectively, he just declared war on Australia. Yeah. (sighs) Yeah, and. Well, you know the motherfucker, you know, secretly has like a mullet wig that he wears around, yeah, of right? Of course. Well, yeah. Well, I, I know he does that with the, uh, and his dad did that uh, too with hair, with the hairstyles, um, was basically the thought was his, he knew his looked ridiculous. So he would make sure that everyone else had to have it. <laughs> How brilliant is that? You know what? Fuck that shit. Fuck that shit. If I was a dictator, I'd do the same goddamn thing. It's like, I can't do anything with this, so you guys, uh, none of you yeah, can have anything right. better. Yeah, I'm waking up with fucking bed hair. Guess what? The whole country tomorrow is waking up with bed hair, and nobody's yep. going to say anything about it. We're outlawing dicks like that idiot. are above four and a half inches. So yes. Just so you know. <laughs> I mean, um, I'm fine. Don't worry about me. This is one of those rules that I'm the exception to everybody else. Right. Yep. Uh, God, I guess they use the metric It's funny how he doesn't though, make so. everybody else in the country wear lifts, but hey, what are you going to yeah. do? <laughs> or, or try to kill themselves by eating too much cheese. So, Or killing your uncle by tying him to an artillery uh, gun and shooting it off. That's, that's some impressive shit right that's there. That's a fucking I James mean, Bond thing, right? Yeah. That, you know? Oh yeah, that's some See? Blowfield and again, shit. He's watching movies. He's watching James Bond movies. You know mm-hmm. he's watching Jean-Claude Van Damme movies where His... that motherfucker's got a mullet. Right? You know he's got one of the most well because of his dad he's got one of the most extensive film collections in the oh, world. Oh yeah, that and what was the other thing that the his fucking father freaked out on? Was it like Crown Royal? I think at one point he was. Like oh yeah, the, yeah. He was the largest fucking customer in the entire yep. world. Yeah, yeah. Of shitty blended Canadian whiskey, nice. Yeah. So but, yeah, anyways, that was uh, uh, like the, the this this mullet is like. It's out of control with like the a permed wig on top of it <laughs> it's like a permed th- flat top with a mullet it's yeah, fucking they're layer- insane so there it's party and it. back and chaos on top yeah sure. yep there we go <laughs> it's chaos all around tim it's it just- is a, it's a lovecraft mullet 
Oh yeah, exactly. It's indescribable, <laughs> and you're gonna you're gonna be. But I will spend seventeen pages trying to describe it to you. Yes. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And the only thing that you can hope is that you go mad before it kills you. You're right. That's your best bet. Oh my god! And we have some great quotes in this oh, movie. Atkins has the best lines. And in... <laughs> yeah, is this intentional? I hope it's intentional because. They're doing the uh, autopsy, and uh, I love that the the, the coroner's like, I, yeah, I don't, I don't know if these kids could have done this because clearly no, Atkins is the one that is skeptical about it. Right, right, right. right. Yeah, he's skeptical because he's like, I, I don't know if these kids could could have done this because, well, she's got a crushed larynx, and by the way, look at the size of those hematomas. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking great line, would, man. Would you look at those hematomas? <sighs> Sounds like some shit you'd say, Tim. Just, hey, look. Hematomas are hematopas. Anytime mm-hmm. I can see them, I'm happy. Mm-hmm. And this is where we also know that Atkins, he knows her because she owned the bar. Yes. And, yes. Us, yeah. and he has the best <laughs> line about her. Oh, wait, Which, hold on. Uh, is yeah. his line, oh, thank God I don't have to pay the tab? Yep. <laughs> That's what he's thinking. Yeah. But, like, you you know how you talk about someone that, like, you know, you know and you feel some fondness for and you want to say something memorable about them? Well, he said she always had the latest jokes. Mm. <laughs> yeah. What a fucking line. Holy shit. The latest jokes. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Okay. She Great. kept me up to date on all the racist jokes that were coming I know. Out. That's why she called them Puerto Ricans. She just been telling all of that <laughs> oh, stuff. Oh, my God, Matt. You just fucking nailed it. Yep. That's right. Here she goes. Two Puerto Ricans walking to my bar. I say, get the fuck out. Yeah. <laughs> That's her joke. And then they try to kill me. Yeah. Uh, so... Yeah, like you said, of course he knows her. He knows everybody in every bar. Like, this is Tom Atkins we're talking about here. So next, we've got a He's couple. He's like the norm, but in every single bar. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, he really is. He walks into oh. any bar and they just, Tom. <laughs> oh, God. So next, we cut to another couple. They're driving away in their car. Oh. Drunk <laughs> yeah. driving, by the way. <laughs> Because the guy's drinking a beer in the car, right? That's the first no-no. Yeah, that's a that's a baller move, but that's a no-no. Afterward, he's arguing with his girl, and they almost fucking blow past a red light, but he slams on the brakes, right? Mm-hmm. And they're sitting there like, God damn, this fucking red light. How okay. long? He, they've been sitting there for like 10 seconds. Yeah, and, and it's he not bu- that long at all. He busts out the "What's the matter with this light?" <laughs> <laughs> I want to get I, home and fuck. Yeah, I was just, oh man. And she's What's like, hey, "Relax, it's okay. Don't worry about it." And then we see a cop pull up behind him, throws on the party lights, and uh, walks up. To so the- no, 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 no. We don't. Car? No, we don't. No. No, I was going to say, hold on, you don't see any lights. You just He, he just knocks he, on the fucking window and right. scares the shit out of them because they're no, making I, out. I swear no, to God, you're, you're mixing it up car. with. The, no, you're mixing it up with the scene with the, the really twitchy lady that, that like, uh, her 
her car is breaking down later, you do see the rear view mirror shot. Oh, yeah, that's right. Because one of the things is, and this is a theme throughout, um, is the low budget that this one is working with is is so noticeable when there's no one on the street. Like they are, I don't know what time they're filming. No, that's what makes it great because no matter. Does it? In New York at two o'clock in the morning in certain parts, yeah, there's nobody fucking okay, walking see, around. Now that that was gonna be my follow up question is, also having never been. There's even to, times right city. now, even before COVID, you could go at two o'clock in the morning and be in certain areas where you're the only motherfucker who's leaving that bar and walking oh, seven or eight blocks before you see somebody. So that's okay, because I because for me, like with my, you know, just thinking of New York through the movies, th- that was not ringing that. It felt off to me that the streets were so. No, empty. no, no. Trust okay. me. When I uh, that uh, when I saw that, that's that's one hundred percent. I remember how many times me, me and my friend Mario coming home from bars, <laughs> and okay. we were the only fucking people walking around for seven or eight fucking blocks in Manhattan. Not even okay. like not, not even the outer boroughs in fucking Manhattan. At a certain time, everybody's fucking sleep. All right. Well, then, because th- that because that was definitely kind of distracting me because I was like, okay, New York, you know, you think about New York, you think about how busy they always want to show it. And then the fact that we were just seeing no one in in the background at all. But well, I think the other thing too is Matt, is that bars in New York back then closed at either three or four o'clock in the morning. Yeah. So three o'clock in the morning, even in Los Angeles, there's going to be fucking dead spots. Yeah, it's true. But yeah, and you're right though. And, so I guess knowing that now, the fact that, yeah, the cop does just show up and there's no one around. He, we don't see a police car. So I, all right. I, I now see the scene as being effective because I was too distracted by, hmm. by it before. No, it's authentic. No, it's, yeah, this is an authentic fucking scene for me too, because he just taps on the window Guy rolls down. He's like, "What? What? What? Uh, it, it's cool, officer. Hide the fucking beer, you dumb bitch." Uh, yeah, oh, it's too cool late by that put point. Put the empty coke wrapper under your foot so he don't see it. Yeah, and uh, he just kind of motions like, "Hey, I'll get, never do coke again." Get out of here. Guy gets out of the car, walks out front. He's like, uh, "Sorry, sir. It's fine. I'm cool. I'm sober. Don't worry, uh, sir." And we don't. Again, we don't see the. The maniac cop's face at all, well shot in that regard. But we do see the drunkard doing the tip your head back, reach your hands out and touch your nose trick. Now he did that voluntarily, right? Because at no Put, point does the well, maniac he cop beaten talk. Until, yeah, that's true. Yeah, he's yeah, probably I mean, trying to prove it. He's like, look, I'm not drunk. See, which is the best way to prove that you yeah. are drunk. Yeah, when you, when you give <laughs> yourself like, challenges, no, I want you to zip up your zipper and put your dick in. In that order. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but uh, Maniac Cop, he doesn't have any time for this foolishness. Because he's got... And I don't think this is a standard issue police thing. He's got a baton. Sure? But the baton has like a dagger inside of it. Yeah, it's a sword. Yeah, this is your essentially. Katana. Yeah, yeah, it's a batana. And so he <laughs> opens the batana and he just fucking slits this dude's throat while he's got his head tipped back. It's like perfect timing, you know? Yeah. Then he... It's like the 
the guy set himself up for that one. The cop didn't even ask him to do it. Yeah, yeah. Cop met him, or he met the cop halfway, is what you're saying, Matt, and I agree. Uh, so then, <laughs> I love the scene of the wow, lady in the car. Holy shit. <laughs> right. And then the body of her boyfriend crashing into the windshield, it spiderwebs out like beautifully. And we just get fake blood poured yeah. on the windshield. You cannot see shit, by yeah. the way. <laughs> and she's like, fuck this, kicks the car into gear and speeds off. So now uh, we've got a murder and we've got a witness. So. Cut to Commissioner Shaft. Yeah. And it's so... It was very jarring, like you said, Tim, to see Shaft as, as yeah. the cop. You're like, what? what the fuck is going on? Okay, whatever. But I think if you look at the rest of his career, he played... He, rest of his career he's pretty much a cop well yeah i mean later on yeah yeah he, he's a guy that he's if you can get him in your movie he immediately adds like gravitas to like whatever oh yeah you put you put him behind a desk and you're like okay that guy's important yeah i mean yeah. he's just got that presence so it's a i mean it's a great it's a great shorthand kind of thing to 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 do in these kinds of movies yeah and he summons, uh, well, Tom Atkins in to discuss the uh, the murder that took place. Atkins thinks, uh, well, okay, there's a couple of murders that, that went on. We've got these two Puerto Rican kids that said that it was a cop. <laughs> Again, with the, like, how do we... I guess at this point you have talked to them, right? So I guess you could ask them... Well, yeah, oh, that's right, yeah, because... They arrest the fucking co- they the cops arrest the only witnesses to what happened because they're Puerto Rican and they're in the park. Yeah, yeah, they shove them against the fence. They're treating them like shit, and they're like, "Look, man, I don't fucking know." There was a cop. I'm a jet. I'm not a shark. Yeah. <laughs> and so Atkins is like, "Look, so clearly, what I think it is is it's a cop that's doing this. There's there's a bad cop." So, of course, the lieutenant says, no, 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 no. Of course yeah. it's not a cop. It's a guy who's framing cops. Look. Right. Well, and F, okay, well, you again, know what? F, I was going to say. Ahead, F, yeah, go ahead. Well, and it's kind of interesting that, like, this scene, I feel like if they played it out just a little bit more, like, it's a, an entirely reasonable thing for the way Richard Roundtree presents it, which is, like, we, we have no, other than this guy looked like a cop, like, we have no other evidence right so like the 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 certainty in which tom atkins is coming at this that like it has to be a cop there's no way it's not they kind of they're i it felt like there was just a couple things missing there in terms of because i i I feel like he too quickly blew past like a pretty reasonable thing like yeah why why shouldn't we entertain the fact that someone's going to make us look bad because yeah i mean because later on we'll get into that maniac cop has some inside info that he's being dealt but at this point there is none of that right right? he just these are not targeted i took it as the typical thing where it's the cops protecting themselves where there's no way it could be a cop Whenever right. every TV show, every movie where it turns out that it's a cop who's actually mm-hmm. doing it, I'm looking at you. Uh, what's the fucking Strike Zone with Bruce Willis? Whatever the fuck mm-hmm. it was, mm-hmm. Striking Distance. 
striking. Yep, there you go. Yeah. Was that when he was Coast Guard? <laughs> yes, with Dennis Ferraro and uh, yep. Tom Sizemore, right? Yeah, but Spoiler alert, he's a killer. But <laughs> cops never believe that it's a cop. It's always the first thing. And again, Matt, before we were, right. we were doing the recording, we were talking about how over the years, all the TV show, all the movies we see is whatever the cops do that's wrong, it's okay because they're doing something that's for the greater purpose. So it doesn't matter right. if they did this, they, they broke him without a warrant or anything like that. So again, here it is in the movie where it's like, it's even as soon as he mentions it, it might be. Not he, it's just like, no, there's no way it can be a cop. Yeah, yeah. no, it's somebody framing cops. But then he turns it a little bit on its ear and he says, look, man, you, Tom, you should probably chill because it seems like you, I don't know, it seems like you know too much about this guy maybe. Which is funny because all he said is the guy looked like a cop, so he's a cop. Yeah, That's yeah. Not, you don't know anything. <laughs> and he's like, "Why? When's the last time you went in to get your psych eval?" And it's like, "Oh shit, this is going to be a problem because yeah, cops getting psych evals. If only, if only, perfect world." And then he gives him this line, "Hey, remember when you tried to kill yourself recently?" Ooh. Yeah, because uh, your partner and guess what? You're died. still a cop. Yeah, and I love, I love his quote. Is he's like, oh yeah, my gun went off. Yeah, the gun went off. <laughs> like, but I'm okay. still here. Yeah, your gun went off. You're still here. That's great. But it wasn't like a week after your partner died. And by the way, usually people smile, and you never oh, smile. Oh god, that is the best. <laughs> and we cut to Tom Atkins. Doing the creepiest yes. fake smile ever. That that and that's another moment where you're like, okay, mm -hmm. this is a satire. They know what they're like. They know this is funny, right? I I don't know. I, because yeah, I, I know really, that. Matt, I did not get at any point. I did not get any humor in this movie. I I the way I watch this movie, and maybe I'm watching it wrong. Oh but no no, I, I, I think you're it, right. They were making this. There wasn't supposed to be any kind of jokes or anything yeah, at all no. about this. I, 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 that, I believe that to be t true as well, but like there are these, these moments. And again, as Eddie said, like, since Larry, we know Larry Cohen wrote it, it's around the same time as the stuff, almost any Larry Cohen script, he, he always peppers in some of that, like sat, you know, satirical content. So it could be one of those situations where it existed more on the page and then you get a director like the the guy True. you got okay and, yes i got and you it's okay. not but like but the, but there are lines and maybe they also just again taken listening to them now they sound hilarious like earlier about that like uh psych eval thing like richard roundtree like makes it sound like how preposterous it would be like what are we going to do psych eval the whole force and it's like yeah yeah i mean it's like posh. like like, I mean, the, like can you should. imagine we do that that's ridiculous. Yeah, what a waste don't of resources. Stupid. Yeah, it's uh, yeah, and I don't know. Like you said, I think it's almost like you said. Maybe it's it's a uh, like a slumber party massacre where you've yeah, got something exactly. that is written satirically, and then the director and the people who are yes, handling it later they on do are not like, understand it. Gotcha. don't quite get it. Or maybe it's like a Paul Verhoeven thing where I think with Verhoeven, some of his work is so just 
absorbed American culture mm-hmm. that it is Back unintentionally satirical. <laughs> right. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. I think it might be a little mix of both. Who knows? But yeah. uh, that's cool because Maniac Cop is going to go kill a slide trombone player. <laughs> oh, God, yeah. What the fuck is this poor guy? The Of the people that I feel bad for, this guy did fucking nothing wrong. He just right. leaves. Again, it's night in New York. And he just leaves a club, puts his slide trombone into the trunk of his car. Bad move. The, just put it in the fucking back seat. Get the fuck out of there, man. I, I mean, yeah, I suppose. This guy's... I, I, mean, I don't think but it's you're his not first night playing. a maniac cop, so... Yeah. No one ever expects a maniac cop. That's true. Right. It's the 80s. It's New York. You're expecting something. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, Giuliani didn't uh, clean it up yet, right? Uh, so... <laughs> that motherfucking cock-sucking motherfucker. That guy's a piece of shit. You know what? When we find out what the motive of Maniac Cop is, maybe yep. we could have a, maybe we could have him around for Giuliani just for a minute. You know? Oh, how great would that be? <laughs> then they would never put the fucking emergency response team in the fucking World Trade Center. Like everybody told oh, Giuliani not yeah, to do, but true. he still fucking put it there. Maniac Cop just gets like a Medal of Honor for for offing Giuliani. <laughs> They're like, we're going to give you something. Like, you got to have some... No, see, what we needed that day was Maniac Sky Marshal. Yeah. <laughs> True. So, yeah, now Maniac Cop just cuffs this poor fucking trombone player, draws out his blade, and, and the uh, the trombone player, good move, runs away. He's yeah. like, fuck this. Now, is there any... Now, we know that the, the, the nightstick has the sword in it. Is there mm-hmm. anything different about the cuffs or did he just put them on really tight i think like, he must have put them on too tight or like cause it seemed like he sh- i was wondering if like were they like razor sharpened because i mean when yeah. we see him running his wrists um there's lots of shots of the guy running with his hands cuffed behind his back and his wrists are bleeding a lot mm. maybe so, it's i think that goes to where you always heard where you've seen in movies and tvs with like the cuffs are too tight and i guess if if look if you had your hand cuff if you were handcuffed from behind and you had to run, you're going to be fucking rubbing your skin yeah. all over those fucking metal yeah. handcuffs while you're trying to chug along. I'm well, just thinking many a cop should have sharpened them. They should have been another little, like, I mean, you've already got the kind of gimmicky nightstick. You should have yeah. kind of, like, done oh, something to each shit. one of his That's things. Right. Yeah, where he cuts his hands off by just really fucking tightening them too much. Right. Yeah, right. so you know how, like, at the end of the handcuffs, Low there's the movie, little, there's the little teeth that they have so that it locks into place just mm-hmm. make the whole cuff serrated right right that would have that would have been a good practical effect okay yeah. so i'm gonna write that down that's for my maniac cop versus kolchak uh film that i'm making anyhow hey <laughs> i'll already buy a ticket I'm, I'm, yeah i'm already signed up sir I'm I'm, I'm I'm to chicago i'm on the uh oh wow <laughs> I'm on the uh, Patreon for it when it comes out. So, yeah, he's bleeding from these fucking cuffs and just screaming for help. And he's mashing his nose against everybody's fucking thing to try to ring up to the oh, house. Yeah. with his face. And I'm like, yo, motherfucker, it's 2 o'clock in the morning. Stop ringing my bell. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I, that, that's the note that I had is that uh, somewhere upstairs, Tim Yobo was trying yeah. to finagle his way into the panties of a weed-dealing woman. 
who's not interested. <laughs> you no, could have saved was this man. Strictly from three o'clock in the afternoon till nine o'clock at night. That was it. Okay. Oh, bankers' hours. <laughs> it's she Wall made Street. bank. Let me tell you, holy money shit. never sleeps. So. <laughs> Yeah, no, nobody. I like everybody's yelling at him. They're like, "Fucking knock it off, you piece of shit!" What the fuck do you want? This guy's yeah. dying. Uh, but it's like, look, man. Everybody minds their own business, and everybody moves on and puts their best face forward. But uh, yeah, we saw that earlier too. Actually, when the lady was first getting assaulted by the Puerto Ricans, there was a guy taking out his trash and they linger on the him. Puerto Ricans. Just, Oh, that's right. Yeah. He's, <laughs> that's right. Yeah. Instead of doing anything, he's just like, Oh shit. Wait, right. I just want to throw out my fucking stale and, chicken. Come on. And they keep coming. They kind of would linger on him a little bit. I kept kind of expecting in like a slasher movie thing. Like this is like the hitchhiker in um, Friday the 13th movie. They linger on him for a second. He's the quick kill to set up. Okay. There's, the killers nearby but no it, it was just kind of a little like comment i guess another satirical touch you know like and then again i don't take it i think it's just that's just new york like if you <laughs> see true. something and it's not doing something to you you don't fucking get involved because if guess you what now so, those two guys <laughs> are going to turn around and get you if you see something don't say shit that's what that that was the thing right yep. oh my but, fucking god here we go back to 911 <laughs> see something say nothing there we go i mean it's isn't that how seinfeld ended because they were they didn't stop the mugging so they ended up being locked up in jail Oof. i remember there was a courtroom thing and i was like that seems like yeah a that's right they, they went to jail because they didn't stop somebody from robbing a fat guy yep. they thought it was funny yep and then it ended on the same joke that it began with which was them arguing over where the last button was on the collar of the shirts that, that they were wearing Ah, Seinfeld. There you go, ladies and gentlemen. So uh, I love this, though. So he runs, he trips face first into wet <laughs> cement. I like how wet the cement was at like three in the morning with yeah. no crew around There's it. No, yeah, exactly, Matt. There's no fucking union guys who are laying cement at 2.30 in the morning. <laughs> and there's not. it's not even like taped off or yeah. anything to... <laughs> You know there's a guy that's sitting there with a sandwich, and it's his job. He gets paid $30 an hour to watch the cement dry. I mean, they, come on. That is some slow-setting cement. Union, man. Yep, yep. It's a union gig, man. It's got to be done. So, but we, union we, people made that cement, so it would take eight hours. Yep. Eight hours yeah, and 45 minutes to cement it's so the you exact, got overtime. The exact opposite of the quick, quick dry. Yep. It's the union dry. Yeah. So then uh, Maniac Cop just like, oh, this is easy enough. So he just stuffs the guy's face in the concrete. Yeah, it's a walk of fame. Yeah, he, he really <laughs> does. Uh, and we got to the next day where they're just jackhammering his head out of the fucking concrete. <laughs> <laughs> that can't be good for evidence, right? They're fucking mixing yeah. his brain up, doing that fucking jackhammering, right? I mean, at this They were point, like a yeah. foot or two away. Yeah, I so, just want. I wish they we could have seen it more like the Han and Carbonite. They're like wheeling him through the police station. <laughs> <laughs> they lift up the whole fucking yeah, little panel. But thing. low budget movie, so yeah, yeah, that's true. I guess you could have just had the actor like you. You have him go walk over and put his head into like He's some miming. thing. He's miming it. Yeah, 
Oh God! So no, they jack in. No, we need the Breaking out. Bad shot where we're like the camera's underneath the cement and we see his oh, face going yeah. into it. Yeah. Oh, that would have been a good shot, man. Nope, we don't get that though. Now, the copy of this movie that I have has a lot of these extra scenes that weren't in the initial release. Where the we one that cut... I watched. If it was on the bank, yes. Yeah. Well, there we go. You will notice in that copy of it that we go from a very, very high-quality, well-shot scene to something that looks like it was filmed on a uh, a piece of shit camera. And we cut to the mayor. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Did you talk about this guy in the credits? Because he's a big motherfucker, too. The mayor. No, I did not talk about him in the credits, Tim. Um, Matt, you, you gave a sound. Did you not see the scenes with the mayor? I don't think so. I, no, I don't think I, I, I think I, right after the jackhammering scene, I think Mm -hmm. more or less it's back to Atkins at that point. So, okay. So so, I did some research on this one. We get the the mayor and uh, his sidekick. Yep, so we have Mayor Jerry Killam, played by... (laughs) Wait, is that Giuliani, Mayor Killam? I think that's Are you sure it's not a satire? (laughs) Played by... It's a sorority house thing where they did not realize it's supposed to be a satire. Yeah, Yeah, and his his assistant's name was Grillam. No, so this was Ken Lerner who played the mayor. Now... How many credits? Dude, you seriously like a hundred and fifty? I think it was when I was looking him up. He this was guy... in fucking Laverne and Shirley. Mm-hmm. I guarantee you, he was in Happy Days. If they ever did a fucking Shanana fucking biopic, he would be the Shanana yeah. guy. He was in <laughs> RoboCop Two. That's right, Bowser. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. He was in RoboCop Two. Yeah. Buffy the Vampire Slayer. He was the principal in the TV series. Okay, see? I told you, he was a serious motherfucker. Yeah, yeah, he was a big dude. And uh, I don't think there's anybody in this movie who we haven't seen at least no, no. 30 or 40 fucking times in other shit. Uh, double checking. Also, he played one of the agents in The Running Man that also came out this year. And he was in The Exorcist 3 as Dr. Friedman. Yep. Is that the one with Durf? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's yeah, a good Legion. one. Legion. Yeah, I like that one. Yeah, yeah. So, Matt, the reason that you didn't see this is most American releases only had the regular cuts without the stuff with the mayor. Okay. It was actually, originally, these scenes were extra scenes that were cut into the Japanese for television release copy uh, of so Maniac the Japanese, Cop. Japanese, they're really into the fucking politics. Maybe how the city works, who's the mayor, who's the fucking commissioner of sanitation, what's going on? Mm hmm. Mm hmm. They they like all the politics that are going on behind the scenes. But the uh, the copy of it that I found, somebody took those scenes from the Japanese television. Oh, they made their own cut, basically. Yes. Well, you know what we just found out, Eddie? We found out that uh, Matt doesn't uh, have the blood bank. 
Otherwise, you would have seen those parts, right? That's true, but you can get the blood bank, and if you want to, all you have to do is go to patreon.com forward slash bloodybits, and for as little as $5 a month, you get access to all of our bonus episodes. $10 a month, access to the blood bank with over 1,500 rare and obscure horror and grindhousey films, uh, as well as a bunch of crazy TV shows. We've been adding so much. <laughs> oh, my God. Those fucking, it's, that uh, monster thing. Holy Christ. Oh, yeah, the the one that we covered on the Candace episode, that monster mm-hmm. show. Oh, my God, it's insane. Patreon.com slash bloody bits. Anyhow, the mayor caught wind of all the shit. See, I can't do the actual promos, but I can do the setup. <laughs> I was going to say, do I have to listen to a podcast? Wait, is it a podcast that's a Patreon? Or is it? Mm-hmm. No, Come on, motherfuckers. You're listening to me on a fucking podcast. What the fucking Patreon do you think I'm talking about? Come I know. look at my fucking art. I think it's just yeah. hilarious that you always refer to it like the bloody bits. It's a podcast. Like just when you are promoting the Patreon, it just cracks me up. I'm sorry. Yeah. <laughs> it's my thing. Yep. Yep. That's that's what people have Tim on for, okay? He's a character. <laughs> so we cut to the character of the mayor and his assistant. They uh, caught wind of these killings going on. And he says, well, it's election time, so we need to uh, keep it quiet. That's about it. Okay. Doesn't that kind of weird yet, but it will add more later. So, so they're setting up that it's an election year, I guess. Mm -hmm. So wait a second. Did he see a different ending than we did, Eddie? Yes, he did. Because he didn't see the teaser at the end. Oh, motherfucker. I'm really intrigued now. Okay. So now, because we know this movie takes place basically in March because it's St. Patrick's. St. Patty's, yeah. So, so okay, yep. I'm just. So now we're off to the bar. No, oh. elections usually take place. I think what uh, November. Right. So. so yeah. yeah okay. Well. Okay. Maybe in no, Japan that makes they take sense. place in March. You I see the political ads starting early. Well, it could be primary, True. right? I mean. True. Yeah, he so, could be yeah. getting primaried. Um, so See, we're... this is why the Japanese download it because they love the yeah. fucking political intrigue. <laughs> is yeah. it the primary? Is it the general? They're like, is get that Democrat? maniac cop off. running against him to the left. What's going yeah. on? Get that I maniac don't... cop off the screen. What's going on with the polls? Yeah. <laughs> Cut to the bar with Tom Atkins because, ladies and gentlemen, okay. it's Tom Atkins. Now, He's been in a scene. He needs to go to the bar. Now, this is the first of two scenes where he's basically got a full beer in front of him and yeah. the waitress is going to come up in the scene delivering more beer. Yeah, <laughs> he's got to drink. Come on. So he's like ordered one immediately. Like she drops the first one off. He goes, and when you get a moment, can you bring me another one? He has he's... his own special glasses in every bar and it, every mug has a red line on it. And once the beer goes past that red line, which is like the first sip, or when the head mm. goes down, yep. that's when they bring him another one. Yep. yep. Uh, it, yeah, it's just, it's it's wonderful. It's, I, I it's like the through Tom line Atkins. of him. Yeah, but it's like at this point, he's his character from Halloween 3. He's of investigating course. something yep. with random women. Only this time he actually is a cop. Well, that's he's true. not just yeah, like yeah. a doctor. Yeah, he's not a doctor. He's also a detective. <laughs> Not a, he's not a he's not a a doctor that leaves his job and his kids. He's yeah, <laughs> he's not a doctor that's a freelancing dick. He's right. just a uh, he's a detective. 
God, but yeah, that's uh, um, so he meets with his friend Regina, Regina Shepherd, played by Nina Averson, who Tam. Her first role was in the movie Dragnet. Speaking of Dragnet, as a lady motor cop. Oh, wow, okay, all right. Yeah, so there We're you go. About two different Dragnets, but I that's see, a I super see weird movie. Yeah, it's a terrible movie. I would say. Oh my god. Ugh. So, yeah, he meets up with Regina, his news anchor lady friend. Maybe and... Tom Hanks' worst movie. Ooh. Uh, is I mean, that... no, no. I mean, well. Mm, this is going to be I mean, the least Tom Hanks that he's supposed to be in a comedy, right? I, maybe. Because he's I playing the straight man. He's playing Harry Morgan. Mm-hmm. Right. But, I don't know. What's that? Was it Mazes and Monsters? Oh, yeah, yeah. Mazes and Monsters. He was just starting was out, though, so you can't blame right. him for that. Okay. All right. Well, I don't know. Yeah, probably then. I guess if you take, if you think of the other things he was doing, Burbs, Joe versus Volcano. Stuff mm-hmm. like that at the, you know comparable time. Then yeah, that's the weakest of them. Uh, I mean, uh, I will say history is going to be unkind to Forrest Gump, as am I. Oh yeah, yeah. So uh, <laughs> that's a rough one. Ooh, don't get uh, me started on that fucking movie. Yeah, yeah. He was good in bo- uh, Bosom Buddies, though. That was a good role for him. It, him and P- Peter Scolari, right? Yep. You know what? Yep. Bachelor Party's worse than oh, than yeah. Dragnet. Wow, yeah. wait, hold on a fucking second. I'll give you He's that. He's in Bosom Buddies that had Donna Dixon, who mm-hmm. was married to Dan Aykroyd. And then they oh, ended up doing yeah, Dragnet shit. together. And they did Dragnet together. That's right. I wonder. Yeah. If... Wow. That's how they fucking met. That is how, that must have been how they met. And that's how we met uh, Wilson, too, the volleyball. So. <laughs> it was their child. Mm-hmm. It was their love child. So. Yeah, we we're meeting with his news la- anchor lady friend, and and Tom Atkins is worried because he's like, "Look, there's a maniac cop. The news needs to warn the people about the maniac cop because people do whatever a cop says, right? So this guy who's the maniac cop could just be telling people like, walk no, over she, there.' He doesn't say maniac cop. The reporter no, is the one yeah, that comes up yes. with the headline she, she of she does. Maniac so cop. really Name quick, this is um. Usually, I don't pay attention to this stuff too much in movies, but sometimes it stands out, which is trying to pinpoint, like, how much time has passed in this movie. Yeah. So, you know, we've seen those cutaways to to the killings. It seems like they are, like, killing at night, then we get the kind of police procedure day. So, like, arguably, this is, like, the third or fourth night since that first, the opening scene. Probably at least yes, at least one or two, two, two or three days have passed since the beginning of when they got pulled over. And he's talking to this news reporter lady uh, and saying like, "You got to break this story, you know, like go on record because it's being covered up." And I'm, and she says like, "Okay, I'll get it on tonight's broadcast." (laughs) Yeah, that's so. I was just, and she, yeah, when she had two, she had two beers there too. So great that the the newscaster lady's gonna <laughs> uh, go go on the show tanked with oh, like accusing cops Matt, of being hold a maniac. On, Matt, Matt, uh, this just is do Tom a Google Atkins. search for a reporter in New York called Sue Simmons. Sue Simmons, and there are multiple videos of her sloshed. Yeah, three sheets to the yobo wind, <laughs> doing the fucking news. 
But yeah. is she accusing the police of like <laughs> murdering people? Uh, I mean, no, is but not it, the... it isn't something that would be completely unbelievable back then that somebody who's had a couple of drinks gets yeah. on the fucking air, especially if they have a story like this, a maniac cop. That's Come true. on. Yeah. You're tuning plus, in the fucking Channel 4 again, News and not Channel 7. Plus, again, this is Tom Atkins. There is daylight outside right now. Well, th- yeah, is... that's the thing. This is 10 a.m., right? Because yeah, we don't this know. Is... Oh, so it's getting a Good Morning America. Yeah, this is a three-drink brunch that Tom Atkins is hitting up right now. And... A brunch at 3 o'clock in the morning? No. What time schedule 10, you 10 in the morning, Tim. Oh, okay. Um, but <laughs> there's a... In their discussion, yeah, she's the one who coins the maniac cop and, you know, like, oh, okay, good, it's sensational. But you guys get Tom Atkins, like, next line after she says maniac cop? Uh, um, go ahead, sir. Where he go just, ahead. he goes, make it bigger than AIDS. Oh, <laughs> oh my fucking God. How, no, because I do not have any notes uh, about AIDS at all in my 72 yeah, pages of notes about you, this movie. How the cut, fuck did I miss that? You that, caught that one. Oh, man. Like, I wow. was just like, 19, holy what cow. Movie did this, what year did this come out? 88. Yep. Oh, my God. The Reagans haven't even said the word age yet. Oh, my yeah. God. So, and, and, and it's weird because it's like he's saying it, like, and she's still kind of talking. Or something's weird in the sound mix. So it's like it did take it, – it caught me off guard because it, mm. it almost sounded like the movie itself tried to, like, autocorrect that out of existence. Like, no, we don't want this line. Maybe he <laughs> meant AIDS, the diet supplementary, spelt with no, the Y. He didn't. That's right. That. Yeah, that's what it was. <laughs> But yeah, so yes, Maniac Cop, make it bigger than AIDS. It's like the musical. <laughs> I don't That's know. A... It's just... <laughs> oh, Christ. That sounds too low rent for me. Oh. <laughs> you can't get any producers that involved. That my fucking girlfriend took me to see. I mean, did I say take or make? I'm sorry. Make, yeah, yeah. make. Uh, so... I love that that he's like, yeah, you need to warn the public, like you said, make it be- bigger than uh, Jesus. And uh, then she's like, all right, well, I'm going to need like backup details on all the shit. And he just like hands her and he like smacks her with a file. He's like, <laughs> take this. It's Tom For- Atkins in a bar at ten o'clock in the morning. Come on. Yeah, he's already. I just like drunk. that he was hiding it until then. He like he was waiting for the reveal moment. Yeah. <laughs> like she didn't approach the table with him like with all the stuff on it. He was like he had it tucked away for just. I'm the right just moment. glad, Matt. That he did not say, I have the evidence somewhere on my body. You have to go find it. <laughs> oh, Can you give me a pat down? <laughs> no, Do he, a Buck he, Henry. Leaves her, he leaves her alone. And again, I'm sorry, I mean. Hold on. I just want to interrupt the show for a second. Mm-hmm. Uh, Matt, you're old enough to know who Buck Henry is, right? Oh, yeah. Screenwriter. Okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, do you remember when he was on Saturday Night Live and his biggest sketch where he, where he was a child molester with uh, Lorraine Newman and Gilda Radner? I, what? Oh, wait, I hold do. on. Yeah, wait, that's wait, right. Wait. Everybody forgets that about Saturday Night Live, how Buck Henry had a child molester character who was a Holy babysitter. shit. And oh. he would have them literally on the show, search for it on, uh, if you have Hulu, I think they have all the seasons yeah. of it, where he would tell them that he has candy and it's hidden in his front pocket. Jesus oh, Christ. And God. they were shoving their hands in his front pocket. And there was one thing, I will never forget it, he had them coming down, sliding down the banister while he was taking Polaroid pictures. Oh, my God. Yeah. This makes, Buck like, Henry. The, 
This makes the Alec Baldwin like Scoutmaster look tasteful in comparison. Oh yeah. Now. Oh no no no. Uh, believe me, I, I guarantee it had to be. Either, it was the first year. If it wasn't the first season, it was the second season of Saturday Night mm. Live with Buck Henry. Every time he was on, that was like the second. That was his cone head. They fucking did. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that was pants. his Wayne's World. <laughs> yeah, Uncle No Pockets. Is he still alive? Buck Henry, I think he actually is still alive. Surprise. Uh, don't let them babysit your kids. No. <laughs> okay, yeah. so that's a fun pedophilia aside, uh, Tim. Thank you very much. So <laughs> it was on NBC. That's uh, yeah. It, that was where Saturday Night Live was. Also, Gilbert Godfrey was in the uh, season of Saturday Night Live that everybody forgets about. And Robert Downey Jr. True. Yeah. True. Oh, yeah. Yep. One of my, one of my, I'll, speaking of asides about Saturday Night Live, one of my favorite um, stories from Saturday Night Live was from Norm Macdonald. He talked about the first season that he was there, how Chris Farley was crazy, right? <laughs> but like the really? funniest I'm fucker. Surprised. But he was the fucking funniest guy, right? He says he went there and, and the first day he was on stage the, the, with them, um, they, they were at, the, the, he, he said, hey, I got to tell you a secret about being here, Norm. I, it's real important. Well, we got to go away from everybody else. And Norm's like, okay. So he says, all right, we're going to go back. There's a writing room that people use. They're not going to be there right now. It's actually across the street. It's in a, it's in a hotel room. It's fine. Norm's like, all right, this is Chris Farley, right? Yeah. So Chris Farley walks him all this way. It takes him like 15, 20 minutes to get there. And uh, he's quiet the whole time. Was he, he wearing his little him. tiny coat walking down the street? No. No, it's just Chris Farley being crazy, right? So he just walks him over to this hotel room. They get to the room. They open it up, and it's it's set up. You know, they got the big table in the middle of it and everything. Where And there's notes and stuff where they're clearly just using this little room as a writer's room. He walks him in there. He shuts the door. He looks, you know, makes sure nobody else is in the room real quick. And he goes over to him, and he says, Okay, Norm, Pat is a girl. <laughs> Wow. <laughs> <laughs> this is that the stupidest is... shit. Oh, fucking love, love that That's guy. a great fucking bit. Come on, because you got Chris Farley money? You can rent the fucking hotel out of the plaza. <laughs> of course. Of course. And it's such like a, a low-key Chris Farley joke. <laughs> like, you don't... He, you don't think of that kind of joke from, from no. most of his on-camera stuff. So, oh, Of course oh, not. That's, that's why awesome. it's even better. Right, Funniest exactly. guy, man. So we cut to the next day, and the newspapers are all about the maniac cop. And the mayor yeah, word spreads fast. Fucking pissed, right? But he doesn't want to call in Tom. Because then it might look like a cover-up. Right? So he says, all right, here's what we're going to do. We're going to let Tom do his investigation. And you didn't you didn't see this one because you didn't see the mayor scene. I was going to say, yeah, no. Yeah. Man. So he says, all right, well, we're not... it's like, what, maybe like at least seven or eight minutes altogether, right? Yeah. Well, yeah. so I, I feel like I did see a couple things, but I don't know, maybe they weren't the mayor, no. So, because I, You yeah, never but... saw one of the Malachi brothers from Happy Days. <laughs> <laughs> the mayor. 
He was one of the Malachi's brothers. I just oh, made yeah. that connection because I kept thinking, like, where am I fucking seeing? I know he was in Brady Bunch. I know he was mm-hmm. on this show and I that mean, show. But yeah, he was one of the Malachi brothers. Okay. That almost fucked Fonzie up, by the way. Yeah. It was really a cliffhanger of an episode. It was a two-parter. <laughs> yeah, you didn't know. Cadero showed up. You didn't know if the Fonz was going to make it, Tim. You were worried. <laughs> Let me tell you, I loved Happy Days because that's where I learned that's where you grow up and you have, like, friends with weird fucking names. Yeah. yeah. So it, it was oh, really wow, relatable was, to you. There's like representation <laughs> for you, Tim. <laughs> hey, there's well, that guy. He's got a friend named Tony the Squeeze. I got a friend named Tony the Squeeze. See? Yep. And a guy named Spiro Ratso. Yeah. <laughs> he so does stunts. <laughs> it was just the dude that got hit by the truck at the end, I'm sure. Yep. <laughs> That's so. Spiro. So, yeah, it, it's... The mayor doesn't want to call in Tom Atkins and, and investigate him because then it looks like they're covering it up. So he says, all right, we'll let Tom do his investigation. If he fails, we fire him. And if he succeeds, we'll commend him. And then six months later, we'll cut his balls off. Okay, so they're actually laying like more yeah, groundwork for like kind groundwork. of the corrupt. Yeah, okay, all right. Yeah. Well, yeah, because... Uh, it turns out this is kind of like an important part of the story, right? Yeah. yeah. It turns out there's mafia involvement like, oh, that we well, didn't good. know about. Yeah, of course. So this is the, the next scene with the, with the, the, the lady. Because, see, this is why I, I, love I said word scene. spreads fast. Because mm-hmm. I, in the version that I watched then, like I go from the the bar scene where he's mm-hmm. given her the story <laughs> to like the lady like flipping out about her car wow. and fire yeah. or whatever. Shit, what a fucking jump. And yeah, that's also we... why I'm confused. Like I'm like about trying to figure out how much time has passed because it's right. like, okay, now we're daytime. It's at so. least yeah. a day because the mayor and his sidekick have gotten the newspaper reports, right? Yes. So, so we've gone from network to stop or my mom will shoot. Right. Because <laughs> she... <gasps> she's... <laughs> Man, she's having like a, a like a like a live action Disney Herbie kind of oh, like God, adventure with this car. Yeah, her <laughs> car like... breaks down. It's smoking. The lid, the the lid, the hood the, is popped open, <laughs> and she's in like the factory district. Or like, yeah, she's or in like the industrial the area. Part of town for your car to break down. Because mm-hmm. no one's coming out there. And she's listening to it on the news, on the radio. That's like, yeah, there's a fucking crazy cop fucking killing everybody, so don't trust the police. And then all of a sudden, yeah, the cop pulls up behind her and lights her up, comes over to the window. And I love that Grandma's just got a fucking snub-nosed 38 in her glove she compartment. Was, I mean, it didn't matter about that news report. She wasn't far from killing the someone to begin with, right? Dude, she like, had I mean, the she, DT twitches going on. This, she was, this broad was Is she the original up. Karen? Like, is this Karen's grandma? <laughs> Maybe, yeah. Oh, my God, because she I, just fucking domes this cop, like, yeah. right between the eyes, no warning. She's like, fucking get me, you crazy son of a bitch, and then yeah. blam, right through yeah, her window. Yeah, you see the back of his fucking head blowing out, yeah. too. Oh. <laughs> they really fuck, this is where they, whatever budget they had, they fucking spent a good chunk of it on mm-hmm. that, sir. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That was a hell Chef's of a day kid. she was having. Yeah. It's about to get even worse, too, man. But yeah. the police took her in without shooting and killing her. Oh, well, she pro- they probably fixed her car for her. Yeah, yeah. yeah they, they took her to Burger King. She got some hot took coffee. Her to she Burger spilled it on her lap. King. She sold them for a million bucks. Oh, God. So, yep. Yeah, now we cut to uh, Captain Ripley. Believe it or not. And he yes. goes in to talk to Lieutenant Shaft. 
and the I love shaft. Yeah, I, I love this one because he says, look, we got 700 letters from people saying, yeah, this fucking cop, he's the man. And this is the most real to life thing. Yeah, right. this copy gave me a fucking ticket. He's the maniac cop. Every- you should kill him. Okay, so again, in timeline, back right. in 88, Those are some, this has to be at least three days. Yeah, three yeah, to five at days. At least Business days. three days. This is before fucking DeJoy fucked up the mail system, right? So yeah. three days before I could write a letter, send it, and the police commissioner is going to be able to get it <laughs> and then read it. But yeah. it's just every asshole who got a yeah, parking the- ticket is just like, fuck you. Hey, and- it's fucking that cop. And this is the stuff that I kind of wish that they had leaned into a little bit more. Oh, yeah. And again, I I understand small budget and everything. But, Mm -hmm. like, that's the kind of – I feel like this movie needed more of that paranoia aspect or, you know – well, yeah, because you had the whole thing. You're you're right, Matt. You have the thing. I think they did it in what? Um, Invasion USA, where part of the thing was you were supposed to think that any cop that you saw – was going to be able to just fucking kill you. So yes. even the people who b- believe in the police and support them 100% no matter what, you saw a cop and you were like, what the fuck? So right. yeah, they should have played up that whole thing with more people seeing the fucking cops and like, what the fuck is going on? Like, everybody running away from the cop. Now, that would have been a great scene. Somebody's getting mugged, the cop car pulls up, the cop gets out, and the muggers and the muggy run away. Right. Yeah. That kind of stuff. And then like this, like... This also smacks of people taking advantage of the fact that the cops themselves don't trust other cops, right? Right. So they're just like, yeah, yeah, this fucking cop, I, 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 you know what? He gave me a parking ticket and then he uh, shot a dog. So he's probably the maniac. So right. you want to waive my parking ticket because it wasn't real, maybe? I don't know. <laughs> I'll keep my mouth shut. Yeah. <laughs> and then this is where we start to get to like the captain saying like, all right. This cop is a step ahead of us, this this killer, right? Right. So I've been setting up stakeouts in Tribeca and Soho, and when I do that, he strikes on the east side. So somehow, clearly, this person, not a cop, whatever, is getting inside information. Right. See, and this is, and you know, all of his victims have been random. So like, mm-hmm. and it's a it's a pretty big place. <laughs> so New York, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. No, yeah. couple none, people none, there. None, none of this, like, it doesn't read to the scale that they are like talking about. Like the inside info, like, doesn't it doesn't seem like it all. It doesn't seem like it matches with like the randomness of his of his killings. Because, like, I could imagine he could pick out almost anyone and avoid whatever kind of stakeouts they're putting. I mean, right. Well, yeah, because at this point, how many people have, have has he actually killed? Three, right? Is it? Mm-hmm. It's just the. It's the woman. And this is taking the... place. We're just saying because of the mail service, at least within like a four or five day period at this point, right? It, yeah, I mean, I. So are the cops after like two people getting killed, and only one of them actually saying it's a cop? I mean, yeah. setting well, up that like we know for sure. to certain areas, and that's how he's like oh. They're in Tribeca. I'm going to go to uh, the West Side. Right. Yeah. It just doesn't seem. Yeah. It, it. I don't feel like they've uh, set it up well to like that. There's any kind of method here. Like, not yet. It, it's, no. no one is like. It, there's not like a, a hit list type thing where it's like okay, we these people are strategic. It's like a strategic thing, or right. It's just it's all to stoke fear. 
and that actually pays off a little bit later because now we get introduced to right. our hero, which is a uh, young Bruce Campbell. And he's yeah, arguing. Oh, I know that voice because we don't see him yet. Yeah. We see somebody right. scrapbooking. They okay. kind yeah. of. And he's getting ready. He's getting his uniform on, and it's purposely mirroring the opening credits. Right, mm-hmm. right. And he's getting ready, and his wife's arguing with him about, uh, "Hey, you should stay home tonight." And he's like, "I got, you know, I got to go to work." And she's like, "Look, I've been having these weird like nightmares about how you're going to fucking kill me in your sleep." Yeah. Wow, and I'm that's, like, wait, that's what? really that's uh that's when you got to go to counseling, right? When your wife tells you, well, that they've been I going have to counseling, killing me, but she's yeah. not participating in the counseling, I guess. Right, and and he even says, "Have I ever hurt you?" With the craziest fucking look on his face, yeah. like I'm <laughs> like, like, yeah, like, no, I think, I think but... you just did. Like, <laughs> yeah, I mean. Are you threatening me right now, or what? Yeah. Are, what, well, what are we getting at? That's what it is, right? Mm, mm-hmm. That's true. It's weird because we are dropped into this, and there is no like, okay. There's one thing to hint at like marital problems, but like mm. she is like, I, I mean, oh yeah, she seems unhinged. Yeah, there's <laughs> like, and if it's not from his, you know, if if he's not responsible in the yeah. in a way, then like. Uh, yeah, it's just a it's a very kind of almost extreme case, like because I know the, the they want to have her be suspicious of him. Right. That's that's the plot purpose. But man, did they go pretty far? Like, well, yeah, I mean, clearly, because then he leaves. She gets a phone call and this woman's like, hey, he went out again, didn't he? Why does he yeah. keep killing people? Is he going to kill another person yeah, tonight? Stop, tell him to stop killing people. Is what tell him to knock And it it's pretty weird. Like That that was good timing on that phone call. Yeah. Like, he had literally just left. Yep, yep. And it's a woman's voice on yep. the phone. So at this point, if you're watching the movie yeah, wow, for the first timing. time. You're right, Matt, because there's no cell phone. It's not like she's right, sitting she... downstairs in a fucking car and sees him leaving. And then she calls on a fucking uh, iPhone. Right. Yeah, no, she could be a... Cross the street, seeing him exiting the building from a payphone, maybe? I, I don't know. Maybe, yeah. I mean, that'd be yeah, best case But scenario. then how does she get to the hotel before? Oh, right, wait, no, no, actually, no, she she couldn't, actually, because um, right. the the wife will follow um, yeah. Bruce Campbell, and he's not he's not even really out the front door before she's no. there, too. Yeah, so that's right. it's like. So, yeah, because the wife gets a gun, throws on a fucking robe, and tails him. And they end up at a. I reckon she has the tiniest gun. Yes. It's, yeah, it's cute. They, she ends up at this gross fucking hotel, walks into the office and just like sees because she sees Bruce go into a room and. Yeah. Okay. So I was confused for a second. Did so I she sees the sign that says office. Yeah. I, I, she just goes and like swipes the key. Is that what? Seems to happen. No, because there's she... a guy sitting behind the desk, so she must be asking for the key, right? Because she yeah, points yeah, up she's at the room. Some kind of cock and bull story. Okay, yeah. all right. And this guy fucks it up by giving her the key because then she. Uh... Really? Hold uh... on. Let's stop the show. You're that guy working in that hotel, mm-hmm. and you're that easily suckered into giving mm-hmm. a key to a woman. Who is obviously in a fucking bathrobe and slippers yeah. with okay? a gun? And the yeah, one part is, of yeah. a bathrobe looks like it's extra fucking heavy on one side of it for some mm-hmm. reason. Yeah, she's and muttering. now she's asking uh, that guy who just went into the room where uh, the woman that was there forty five minutes before rented for an hour and a half. Yeah, can I have the key? How does that work? 
Yeah, she He's sees fired. it from this. She sees it from like the street, and yeah. it's like one of those like two level like, um, what is it? Entrances are like each room you get to from the outside, but it's yeah. the second. Le- so she's seeing from the street, and she like counting the doors, I guess, like to figure yeah. out which room number. <laughs> yeah, when. You know it's good when the room numbers start in the hundreds. That's how you know you're in a classy place. So <laughs> really, yeah. Well, wow, yeah, that's right. I never had like room number eighteen. Yeah. So uh, she goes up to the room, opens the door, and Bruce Campbell's just getting his fuck on. Yeah, he's murdering something. All right. No, oh, he's yes. Damn, can you imagine the head that that guy can give you with that kind of chin? Yeah. Ladies, I'd... watch out. Uh, they're getting anal by the third date, even if they don't want to, Tim. <laughs> <laughs> He's giving them the moon, huh? Yeah, giving them the old Mac tonight. So, <laughs> <laughs> That's why we're co-hosts, Eddie. That's, yes, sir. So she pulls the gun on him and is like, you fuckers, what the fuck are you? And he's like, look, I didn't want you to find out this way. Right. <laughs> I'm like, what? Mm-hmm. Wait a minute. I wanted you to come home and see that I bought a whole bunch of new underwear and new socks, and then I want you to put two and two together. Right. I didn't want want you to find out when I was pulling out. I wanted you to find out later, like not now when it's inconvenient. Oh, that's what he meant. I didn't want you to find out right now. You could have found this out like 30 minutes. Yeah. Could you have come like five minutes later? Just just come back. Yeah, you know we'll what? Nice go do a then. circle around the hotel real quick, and then come back, and then we'll we'll discuss. Can you go this. get me some ice from the ice machine? It's just down there. I think we I think we all need to cool down a little bit before we discuss this. <laughs> <laughs> Mid stroke, by the way. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, she dips. She's like, ah, never mind. Fuck it. I'm uh, I'm well, out of here. She's the one who's dipping, not him. Yeah. Well, he's double dipping. She's <laughs> just single dipping out of the room. And she leaves just in time to get nabbed by the maniac cop and pulled into a van. So, so now he has a van. You're right, yeah, this, this mm-hmm. is the first time we've seen that. And it's not even down by the river. It's just over by the hotel. Actually, later it well, is down by the river. No, <laughs> it will on. be later. It might, be no. not, it might not be the river that uh, normally Chris Farley's talking about, but it's near the True. Hudson River. That's true, yeah. So the next day, a uh, housekeeper heads up to the hotel room and opens the party. door. That's oh, so good. Because she just walks in. She's like, ah, they had a party in here. Knocked she, over the lamp. Picks the it lamp, up. Okay, she, so the light bulb's not broken. Literally, right. it was just a lamp knocked over. Uh-huh. Not broken at all. And yep. she's like, must have partied it up good in here. It's like... Mm-hmm. Uh, well, yeah. yeah, it was a party because, you know, there's an inflatable girl. There's a bunch of empty red Oh, okay, see, I didn't cups. see any of that. Oh, I that must have been in the Japanese. Yeah, she is type. the maid at this kind of hotel or motel, right, which whatever the fuck it's called. Makes me think the knocked over lamp shouldn't be the thing that, like, is, like, surprise. Yeah. Or, that, that should be nothing to her, but I love I that. I guarantee it, you she's come in at one point and there's been shit on the ceiling. So a yeah. fucking knocked over lamp isn't going to, like, fucking shock her. Right. You know what will shock her, though? No, well, is, yeah, the next part. Is uh, Ellen, the wife, dead in the bed with her fucking throat slit? That'll do it. Yeah. Hey, look, yeah. she doesn't have to clean the room because cops are coming, right? It's going to at least be 12 hours. Her shift is done by then. True, true. But she'll probably have to come back and clean the room the next day because the cops don't fucking clean. 
<laughs> like, no, that's right. That, there's a whole fucking industry built around that, mm-hmm, right? Mm-hmm. That was one of the more interesting. Um, I saw a documentary on that years ago. I can't remember the name of it. Oh yeah, I, I, yeah. Uh, there's a there's there's like was a it, fucking whole it? family that does yep. it. Yeah, Death Inc. That's what it was called. Death Incorporated. Yes. Very good documentary. So now we cut over to uh, Bruce, and he's hanging out with his guys. Just, you know, they're talking about what their assignments are for the day, and the captain shows up. Says, hey, Bruce, you want to, you know, come out here real quick and have a little discussion with me? And he says, There's look. There's no easygoing discussion with Ripley. Like, he could be telling no. you anything, and it's going to be the most intense thing you've ever heard. And he, the way that he delivers this is so fucking shitty, too. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Because he's like, look, it's about your wife. And then Bruce is like, oh, yeah, because I was fucking around on her. That's why. It's like, look, man, she like ran out. She was pissed off at me. I get it. It's probably cool. I'm, I don't know why she went to you. That's crazy. I'm sorry. It's like, yeah, your wife's dead. Yeah. She gets slit ear to fucking ear. You want to see some pretty pictures of it? Yeah. By the I want to see the pretty pictures. <laughs> and I'm like, what the? This isn't the way you tell someone that their wife died. But he's like, yeah, you know what, though? Um, It's Falcon Eddie. This is how he tells you. I was going to say, it's the Ripley way. (laughs) It's the Ripley way, for sure. Because it's like, yeah, look, she she had a gun. Okay, she ran away. He's like, all right, look, I'm going to give you this one because you're a cop. You want it? You shut up. Before I read you your rights. How See, about that? Here we go. We were talking about yep. this before the show. Yep. How yep. In all the movies and TV shows that whenever a cop has somebody that they did something bad and that person uses their constitutional rights to get a lawyer. Oh, that motherfucker. Of course yeah. he did it. He's getting a lawyer. He's lawyering up. But when a cop talks to another cop who did something, the first thing they tell him is get a lawyer. Yeah. yeah. Cover your shit up. Get a lawyer. Anyhow. Yeah, exactly. So... You probably missed this one because we cut to the mayor for one second talking oh, about okay. how they arrested Forrest, which is Bruce Campbell's character. And then, yeah, over to uh, old Tom Atkins and the captain grilling Forrest. Yeah. They're like, look, why? Okay, you're, your wife thought you were the killer. She wrote it in her diary. Look. Get a scrapbook. Like, <laughs> You've got yeah, a scrapbook. Again, a great fucking callback. How, mm-hmm. This movie is Great so much setup. better than it really could have been. Right? It should have been, right? It it really is. Like the way but it really, sets shit Also, up. the thing is that scrapbook is going to only have like three pages in it. I mean, Maniac Cop hasn't done a yeah. ton of stuff yet. So. Oh, That's see, true. God damn it, man. See, all right, this is why you need me on. This is New York. There was the Daily News yeah. and the New York the Post. The Daily Bugle. And maybe this time oh, there was yeah. one other newspaper. <laughs> Daily and Planet. And they were in a constant war. So yeah. they, with shit like that, no, with, like, I get it. with the Son of Sam, they fucking put out fucking three different editions a day. Yeah, yeah that's yeah. true. That's J. John Jameson is wondering about that menace the maniac cop. That's mm-hmm. right. In, in this interior. David Berkowitz, they try to take pictures of the Son of Sam. It just never worked out. <laughs> well, it's, it's so. because he, he, he was actually just, uh, he was working for them too. So he was just taking the pictures of himself. Oh. Just like Peter Parker, you know, wow. he's always getting those great shots of Spider Man. Why uh, he never figured out that Peter Parker was always in the same spot as Spider Man, but... and had such great dynamic <laughs> angles 
of like yeah. rooftop fights. Yeah, like, wow, you wait. Hold on, that's... Oh, Matt, you're right, because Spider-Man would always fucking put the camera up in like a fucking Yeah, he would web it. Of a fucking like, skyscraper, yeah. right? Yeah, you know, they're fighting in air. In how the mid-air. fuck did you get this angle? Holy shit, you just blew all my fucking Spider-Man memories to hell right now. <laughs> Son of Sam would do that, but he would use the, the victim's entrails to suspend right. the camera up. <laughs> Problem is he said, would never... It was always blurry though, because they was just kind of swaying side to side. So yeah, yeah, it was always Dutch angles too. And was, <laughs> hey, you could like, put look, a GoPro you... on the dog. <laughs> Dogs just narrating the whole time. Yeah, you don't want to mic the dog. That's the yeah. problem because yeah, then everybody will get it. Up. Yep. Yeah. So then, uh, yeah, I love this though because then the lawyer shows up. Well, in their thing. Um, when it's Atkins and Ripley interrogating mm-hmm. him, um, we can see how delicately they handle issues of uh, mental health. Yeah. And yeah. how quick they are to equate, you've seen a therapist, you could be a murderer. I mean, You're it's crazy. just there, there is literally no um, no hesitation between that. And Ian Bruce Campbell even says it was a marriage counselor, but they're like, whatever. Yeah. Doesn't matter. It's like, hey, you're, you're, you're cuckoo pants, so forget about it. You're fucking out of your mind. So, yeah, then the lawyer shows up and kicks him out. Lawyer's like, look, man, you're crazy, so this all makes sense, right? You are seeing a marriage counselor, so you're crazy. You got an alibi, right? And Bruce is like, look, man, no, I didn't fucking kill her, okay? But look, your wife is dead, and you're going to a marriage shrink, okay? You can say whatever you want. No, She can't say anything, and the shrink can't talk about it. Yeah, but he has an alibi, but he doesn't want to bring her into it. So he says, why don't we wait a week? Yeah. (laughs) And I'll tell you what, either the killings are going to keep happening for this week, and then I'm off scot-free, right? Because then you know it's not me. Or we'll catch the guy. And if we don't catch the guy, then fuck it, I'll name her. You know, I wonder if that, can can you just dictate your terms like that in jail? (laughs) Well, he's talking to his lawyer, right? Yeah. I know, but like... I just, I just, lo- I love the idea of the person in custody. I mean, I, I get it that they've, you know, things don't happen all that fast, but it's just like, right. look, guys, just check back with me in about five days. Yeah. I'm going to sit here until then. I'll be cool. Yeah, because you know just... what? Prison is a great place to hang out. Right. And yeah. especially great if you're a cop. Yeah. Because right? I was going to yeah. say, like, they're not going to just keep, I mean. With that fucking uh, prostate massaging chin he has, oh my god, he would not last long in prison. He would be the bell of the ball, Tim. Well, we saw Zadar, didn't <laughs> the bell of the balls? <laughs> so then, yeah, we cut back to the bar again because Atkins was in a scene. So now his next scene, he needs to be in a bar, and we've got the captain and Atkins just having a couple of drinks. And I love that there's this dude on the news. <laughs> that's oh, like, is this yeah, the montage? The, the, yeah, the, it's pretty good. They're doing the news montage of all the people they're interviewing, and the lady is like, I don't know about the cops. And they cut to a dude who's like, yeah, the cops keep shooting my friends in the back for no I fucking know. reason. And I'm like, that yeah. That was what year? 88. And, yeah, it was one of the few, like, black characters in the movies, this guy, and he's got a very on point. Uh, he's telling mm-hmm. the truth. Nobody listened to him. Yep. Not all until uh, 20, what is it, 21? 
We're, we're getting there. We're, we're catching up there. to 88. Yeah, that's right. Probably about like, you know what's crazy is I bet you in like 2061, there's going to be some podcast that talks about podcasts from 40 years ago. Yeah. And they'll be talking about, wow, they still had that shit back then too. Yeah. Well, well we're almost there with it. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. God. Very true. And then we cut to the Rooney, uh, the Andy Rooney character who's, uh, He's like, look, man, cops need you to be scared of them. Back in my day, you respected cops because they, oh, yeah. oh, <laughs> they hit that's you. Right. Yeah. <laughs> they well, hit you. Well, Billy. Now yeah, they're yeah. just shooting motherfuckers. They're going too far. No, he says nowadays. I guess they have to shoot you to get respect. He doesn't say they're going too far. He's like, look. Times are crazy. Used to be just Billy work. Now you just gotta shoot people. See, that's the guy I'd be like, okay. Is that guy on a cop uniform? Suspect yeah. number one. <laughs> exactly. Uh, that doth protest too much, sir. Yes. Yes. Uh, I think so, he's talking from personal experience. He's a yeah. white guy, so, you know, he get rousted by the cops or getting drunk in the park, maybe a crack in the back of the head with the billy club and on your way. Yeah, go sleep yep. it off somewhere else. Yeah. So we come back to the captain, and he's like, look, it totally makes sense that it's Bruce one, Campbell. Oh. Can I say one yeah, in it. that montage? Uh, one of those guys was George Buck Flowers, the the yes. famous um, guy that is like hobo or homeless mm-hmm. and whatever in all of his IMDb oh, credits. Oh, that motherfucker! Yeah, that guy because that was it popped up and I don't remember which one he was, but yeah, the guy from Back to the Future. I think like five different grind bin movies he's been in. Yeah, exactly, and it's always the same kind mm-hmm. of just and the janitor from. Oh, sorority, sorority babes, uh, sorority babes in the slime ball bullorama. Yep. The yep. best character, right? That's See, right. Like I'm not that drunk. I actually got it out. <laughs> That's not an easy title, so. No, it's not, man. I still struggle. Those are the with ones I nail bit. when I try to say something like uh, Parliament. It comes out Parliament. Yeah, or well, when you say inebriated. <laughs> <laughs> what I what uh, I like about me, that is that you can you know what you can call me Yobo Barra. Okay. Yeah, that's true. Alleviated sounds like a great, like when you are explaining something in way too much detail while yes. drunk. Yes. Oh, wait, that could be me. Yeah. Alleviated. It's a yoboism. That's perfect. There you go. But yeah, yeah, so I was surprised. Like George Buck Flowers. I'm like, did they just shoot on location at his house? Like, he was I don't just know. There. What do you he mean? Was in an alley? House. They just shot on the street and he showed well, up. It was an alley. <laughs> They knocked over a cardboard box and he fell out. Like, oh, I shit. bet you he was probably like in a lot of background things, like news stories, right? Oh, I'm sure. I'm sure. But So, yeah, the captain says, like, it, it's probably Bruce. It makes sense, right? So he kills a bunch of random people and then he kills his wife. So then it's like a cover thing, right? So it's like, ah, it's, you know, clearly the sense that these killings are uh, connected. Uh, I have no reason to kill all these other people. Which has been in other movies and TV shows before. Right, yeah. yeah. That's, how, that's, that's not something that's that uncommon. That we yeah, it's yeah. the distraction it kind of thing. And I love that Tom Atkins is like, no, this guy's not that smart. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> he's a dumb cop Bruce is a well, dumb cop he's not that fucking smart this is like a cop or a, a detective maybe yeah yeah oh, and the then detective. all of a sudden he gets a little upset it's like ah oh, it's not a detective shut up so Atkins runs over to talk to Bruce real quick and says look man this is what the killer wants okay he hands us a primo suspect, you, 
He's going to lay low for a while. And this is going to put your girlfriend in danger because clearly the killer knows who your girlfriend is, right? Because he killed your wife. So, and, and put her in the room where you and your girlfriend were fucking. So she's in danger. So she's your alibi. What do you got for me? And he's like, well, turns out she's a cop. Uh Oh, <laughs> she's uh Teresa Malloy. And we're going to cut to what she's up to tonight because yeah. she's on duty. And this exchange with her working vice as a, yeah. doing some uh, prostitution sting. The guy in her interaction, I fucking love it, right? Because we cut to her with the nice feathered out hair. She looks like she belongs in like some sort of a poison video as maybe oh, a background yeah. dancer, you know? And this guy pulls up and propositions her. He's like, hey, you want to go uh, I'll go back to my place, sweetheart? She's like, uh, I don't know. I'm kind of comfortable here. And he says, that's, uh, that's weird. Sounds like you're a, a cop. Are you a cop? She's like, all right, well, yes, the million-dollar question. I guess I have to tell you because that's the way the law works. Right. Yep, I'm a cop. Not true. That's not how the law works. So then she's like, yeah, I'm a cop. And you know what? Why don't you run on home to your wife and kids? And I love it because he's like. <laughs> oh, he's got the shittiest look on his face. <laughs> he gives her a nice little, like a little wink and a little like eh, a little uh, up with the eyebrows. And he says, yeah, I'm going to do that. But tonight I'm going to be thinking about you. <laughs> <laughs> hey, there ain't no law against that, honey. <laughs> He's going to bang his wife and think about the undercover cop. Fucking great. <laughs> Which, again, that's a TV and movie thing. You don't get away with just saying, oh, no a cop. Okay? No. Because guess no. what? There would be no undercover DNA, DEA agent at all. Right, so, yeah. I mean, there's a certain level of uh, lying, I guess, that they're mm -hmm. allowed to do, I think. <laughs> So, Tim, I learned the answer to this on Mansers, actually, which, uh, by the oh, way, God. bonus episode oh, coming right. up yes. <laughs> on Mansers that we've covered with Brody. That's going to be fun. When is that exploding? Oh, God. I, yeah, it'll come, believe me. But, I, but, uh, I, I, I've never, I, this is the first time I've ever hearing of Mansers, but I already okay. know, you, I think, what Matt, it is. And you I just know. heard the title. You know exactly I what know. show it is. Okay, Matt. Spike TV. Except it wasn't Adam Carolla, okay? No. Okay. 2007, was uh -huh. it? Spike TV? Yeah, there you yeah. go. So the, on the answer is what they said. This is in said. between cop marathons. And like, yeah. yeah. By the way, cops, what a fun show back in the day. Um, no, what Manser said is if there's a prostitute that you're thinking about propositioning, you say, I don't, I don't know about all that stuff, but you know what I would like to do? I'd like to hire you to come up to my room and take some naked pictures oh my fucking god holy oh. shit eddie okay holy fucking shit mm -hmm. i have heard that before because, really and yeah. that's where it fucking came from because holy shit okay yeah because the reasoning behind that is it's not illegal because you're you're at you're tr you're basically yes. trying to hire as a nude model yes right. and the cops won't have the time to waste and they can't show you their shit right 
Yeah, I was gonna Which say, is I, another I thing I think is, is the... a complete 100% bullshit thing. Because you're not going to tell me there's never been a cop who went to a fucking happy ending massage parlor and got the happy <laughs> ending and then arrested the chick? Well, that no, was a law. That was only that after just, they got caught. <laughs> that was a law that actually just recently passed in Florida was that undercover cops weren't allowed to bang the prostitutes. It was just recently passed. Yeah, Holy like within the last, I think, shit. five to seven years. Like, <laughs> Yeah. Yo, Pretty that's crazy. really fucked up. I mean, you know what they were doing? They were going down there. They were fucking having sex, and then right before they were supposed to pay. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh no, uh, wait, you have to pay up front. I imagine, oh, wait. right? You, you don't pay at the end of that, right? That's, that's not an honor system thing. You have to pay. Yeah, up front. You, you should. So then it's when she's leaving. You're like, oh, and one more thing. It's the Columbo move. <laughs> <laughs> just, just one more thing. Dumb, just dumb, just uh, one more thing, sweetheart. Uh, turn around. <laughs> So, oh my God, it's like the legal version of the GTA move of banging the prostitute and then killing her and getting the money back. Only yes. you just lock her up and ruin her life. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, Funny uh, how they didn't give you the option just like to hit them once to get the money, right? Or just like threaten them. Yeah, people don't drop money in GTA until they're dead in general. So the prostitute... No, you, you, there was a point where you went into stores and you were able to rob it, right? Yeah, that's true. You could GTA just hold the gun 4, on maybe them. Five. Yeah, yeah. So the prostitute cop goes around the corner and bumps into Maniac Cop. She walks up. She's like, oh, okay, hold on. Same team, same team, just a second. Here's my badge, you know. I'm working vice. I'm undercover. Don't do the arrest me thing. I know it's crazy because all the cops stuff. And he just throws her on the fucking ground. I'm like, oh, shit. And and no one seems all that, like, or at least you'd think she would that like that he hasn't said a word like if it was really like an innocent like if it was really a co-worker like even if one you didn't necessarily know and you while you were like oh don't worry i'm a cop like i, I think there should be some alarm bells going off like this dude's not said a damn word like yeah because when she not... said that the next thing with the cop would be like yeah sure you are honey right, right yeah Let's yeah some id yeah. something right i just feel like this is one of those weird moments where it's like there's you know again i get it like if you see jason or michael myers they don't look like someone that's gonna answer a lot of questions or be chatty no. but like if you really think like ah it's just one of my like co-workers i, I don't know yeah. well, again, you have to you have to think about it. in this movie's world yeah they she doesn't really know what fucking maniac cop is as far as i know there's just somebody going but it's been in the papers though right so yeah, but you think she has time for papers? Look at her fucking hairdo. That shit takes yeah. fucking time. That's true. Yeah. How long are you going to be teasing that for? That takes forever, man. That's, that's that some effort. Is that teased or kinked? I think that's kinked. Something. If there's a difference. Brody, right now, Brody's head is exploding when she mm-hmm. hears us talking about whether it's teased or kinked hair. So, yeah, she gets tossed to the fucking ground. He goes in for the stab. She whips out her gun, fucking shoots him. And then Atkins, who's been, you know, trying to track her down, round <laughs> the corner. Who knew exactly where? <laughs> he seemed very yeah. comfortable pulling up near there. Yeah. Oh, we're the we're all we're one all of the them should have just been like, oh, hey, Tom. Yeah, hey, Tom. Like, whoa, whoa, whoa! I'm just here by. Oh, oh. Uh, good I'm luck. actually on duty tonight, <laughs> ladies. That's right. So I'm, that means he's not paying for it. Yeah, I smell of vodka, not scotch, because I think nobody can smell vodka. Right. So, so yeah, he runs around the corner real quick. He fucking starts uh, uh, going for it, but he gets his hand cut to shit, right? 
Yeah. Finally, kind she. <laughs> well, gets sliced across. It's the a hand. Really, It's not great. This this scene, like I, I was. This is one of those moments where I was having thought. I was trying to think of like, was the director. Was he trying to make like a slasher movie or was he trying to make a like a crime movie and and he kind of goes back and forth and mm -hmm. the way this scene was staged like i could not tell like it yeah. looked like maniac cop was like really close to her it's really schizophrenic with the different jumps between the shots because you've got both of them shooting at this guy right and she was like at his mercy like mm -hmm. like he was t like and then atkins is like a few feet away, like behind a garbage can. Yeah. Just shooting. And yeah, it was just very, really difficult for me to tell, like, cause then we don't really ever see maniac. I mean, we'll see him move, but like the, to, for him to cross the distance to like get Atkins, that's, you know, I mean, it was, yeah, this is a big lumbering guy. This isn't yeah. like a fast guy, you know? Right. So I just, I, I really had a hard time kind of figuring out like, well, no, hold on. Is he? Because he snuck up on that first couple at a fucking stoplight without them right. fucking even seeing or hearing Oh, no, anything, no, he's right? definitely doing, like, the kind of... It is presented in some ways like the Michael Myers, yeah. Jason kind of thing where he comes yeah. out of nowhere, disappears. But when in this, in this moment where he's in the alleyway, like, we never see, like, a wider shot. It's always, like, it's really close up on where where he's being shot, the woman and then on Atkins. So it's hard to really place like how far. Yeah. Like I, sometimes I always think of the naked gun joke where like they're on the, the shootout. It looks like for distances and then it cuts the wide shot and they're just like two feet away from each other. <laughs> He's hiding behind a fucking aluminum trash. And then, and then yeah. yeah, just throws the empty gun and knocks the guy out. And it's like, that's what I'm like, is that what's happening here? Cause then well, later when we find out that Atkins got like 12 stitches or he makes that comment, I'm like, yeah. Oh man, that was like a much because it really looks like a just a kind of a quick knock on the wrist and not much of a that much of an injury. So I don't know. It was just yeah. a interestingly staged. Yeah, I twelve guess. stitches is a lot. That's a lot, yeah. And your hand, that's a right. lot. That's a lot. Yep. So yeah, they they break away from the maniac cop, which is good. Yeah. And he tells they take refuge. Like, <laughs> yeah, they take refuge uh, where? Well, they go out and get some drinks. And this is the other scene where yes. they have scotch go or something. Knows your name. And yeah. it's going to be last call. So both, both of them have full, like double yep. or triples. And yeah, waitress is like, hey, I, you know what? I know I just set this drink down and then turned around and scratched my nose. Do you need another drink, Tom Atkins? And he yeah. says, of course I do. Of course. One more round. <laughs> One more round of doubles. Flash the badge. You're not closing <laughs> until I say you're closing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I was going to say, and yeah, I love it. Yeah. Last call. And the person's like six beers. <laughs> like, that's Yo, not how it works. <laughs> oh, he's Everybody. doing one of those fucking things. I, I've done that a couple of times. Uh, to, we got in for free. And we just had the bartender. I was like, okay, give me three drinks. Here's a $5 tip. My buddy and I used to go to this bar over in uh, Chico, California, where they had like, they had pretty good deals because it was a college town. And the move was always like, 
the waitress would come over and be like, well, what are you going to have? And he'd be like, oh, I'm going to get a picture for the table. And she'd be like, oh, okay, cool. And then I'd be like, I'm also going to get a picture for the table. <laughs> oh, <laughs> and then my next man. buddy would be like, yeah, and uh, also let me get a picture of this for the table. <laughs> but you know what, Eddie? You weren't a complete idiot because you tipped her very, very well, right? Yes, of course. Okay, that's it. That's mm-hmm. all. You know what? Fuck the man. Who cares? Yep. Always <laughs> tip the people who bring you alcohol. Always. And tip them that, well. That is anybody a public who, service announcement. Anybody, anybody who, who's touching anything that's going to be going on or in your body, you should be very, Tim, very generous. I was to, right? just about to say that. Anything that's being inserted into your body, tip the delivery person. Okay? So, <laughs> um, <laughs> just so you know. delivering that, that service that, uh, to you, tip them well. That's the, that's the tagline for Midnight Cowboy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. That was one of the subheadings of cruising. So. <laughs> oh, wow. And, and believe me, in that movie, there's a lot of subhead. And a lot of tips. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Holy shit. Did I just now, make that now, joke? Now, so, <laughs> you know, Dragnet always had just the facts, man. Here, it's yeah. just the tip. Just the tip, sir. Uh, so, uh, yeah, he tells her, look, you're not safe. Clearly, this was a setup, right? The person knew where you were going to be working, so that's why he fucking came over. And by the way, he knows you, knows you're a cop, knows who your boyfriend is, knows where you live. So uh, who did you tell that you two were together? Unless she's like, nobody. He's like, nobody. It's like, well, yeah, I guess Sally. <laughs> He's like, Sally? Sally, Sally, you Sally. She's like, yeah, Sally. She's kind of like, you know, the den mother to all of us. She's got a knee brace. Okay. I'm like, oh, yeah, now, Sally with the knee brace. You didn't mention her in the opening credits, Eddie, but what is her name? Uh, Sally's name is, what was it? Sally Nolan, played Sherry? by Sherry North. She's, her oh. first name is Sherry something, right? Sherry North, yeah. Okay. Do you know who she is, Matt? Have you seen her before? Yes, she was um, in Cold Dog Soup. Uh, no, I, I, for most of this movie, I was convinced she was the same person, the, the same lady, just in older age makeup. Like, uh, okay. They, <laughs> their faces uh, were the opinion, same, and I'm sitting yes, there going like, yeah. the hell, like, is, it, I thought there was something that I was missing. And then I realized uh, it was two different people. <laughs> Sally Oneleg, in my opinion, is mm-hmm. the original MILF. Uh-huh. Because oh, okay. I don't think there was ever a time. I, I think if you look up her credits right now, Eddie, while I'm while I'm just going off on a tangent, okay. Uh, I don't think there was ever a time that she was ever in a TV show or a movie where she wasn't at least like maybe thirty five to forty years old. Mm. And this woman, I don't care how old she is right now, I bet you she still fucking looks hot and sexy. <laughs> yeah, but but like nine times out of ten, her character's name is Sally. Well. So, and I like how you're I described. guarantee you every episode of Gunsmoke, uh, mm-hmm. whatever kind of Weston she was guaranteed to be in. She was, uh, she, was on, uh, she was on tons of fucking TV. She was probably on Kolchak. Oh, well, it's, it's funny because I like the way that for people that haven't seen the movie, the way that you were the, the mental image that you were putting in their heads of like the original MILF. And then when, when we when we hear <laughs> the offhand <laughs> description that's one of the other cops says about her later. Do you like when, when, when the full revelation goes, he's like, yeah, uh, Cordell used to just bring, you know, like to bring her around to show her off. Not that she was much of a looker. Or yeah. Anything. Poor girl. <laughs> like, what the hell? 
<laughs> she was also Kramer's mom on Seinfeld. So <laughs> See? taking oh, it back to there Seinfeld. You go. See? <laughs> wow. DTF. Yeah. Yep. Babs yeah. Kramer. <laughs> yeah. God damn it, Tim. So yeah, she says yeah, she's kind of like the den mother that to, broken leg, but hey, to all of around. us. Uh, she's got a knee brace. She's, you know, maybe a gossip, I guess, is what we'll find out. But not really, because we learned something else. So right. Atkins says, all right, here's my spare apartment key. And, right. you know, and he's lo- got, Atkins has got seven spare apartment keys well, on yeah, his key ring. You know yeah. it. You know every bartender has a copy of his apartment. Oh God! Yep. So when last call happens, no, they no, no, can Matt, just be like, "Here wrong. you go." He has every a waitress. copy of every bar's key. Yeah. Yeah, that's true too. Just, He's it's open a key and exchange. Yeah. Yeah, he has a key He's party with all the, the different bartenders. Fuck her up against the Jameson crates. Yeah. <laughs> but I, I love like he goes to such lengths. Like this guy clearly knows who you are. He, mm-hmm. he knew where you were. Like. So let's put you somewhere you're going to be safe. Yeah. My apartment. You know, the guy yep. that just saw me yeah. helping you. Who cut me. Yes, who cut my the hand. guy who we, we have reestablished, he believes has inside information. So and yeah. knows whoever that you it is so, could find out where he lives. Right. It's It wouldn't be that much of a stretch. Like, <laughs> it's, Unless it's yeah. one of his fucking drop apartments, right? This and ask questions later <laughs> follows up with he was nice. Yeah. It's just so perfect. Oh, it's so crazy. So, yeah, he... Maniac cop fucking... Kills the bad guys, asks no questions, and then these fucking politicians, they lock him up. Yeah, they railroaded him, basically, right? Yeah, yeah. Did they even really say, like, what the... Was... It's not like... He wasn't cleaning up like corruption, was he? Like, I mean, I, I, I guess I didn't make the connection. Like, did they need a they needed a fall guy, or did, was that ever uh, the way stated? that I took it? Is no, he's not cleaning up corruption, right? But that he was just causing enough of a problem with the press that okay. if the local newspapers and TV and radio stations were going to be looking at him, they might start finding out other shit. So it's so like he one of those was things like. Where, like you know, okay. you don't want to be fucking uh, the Teflon Don going around in $8,000 fucking suits going, yeah, maybe I'm the boss of the mafia. You want to be fucking uh, Giacomo who nobody knows what your fucking face looks like. Right. Okay. And by the way, he had a lady friend who was also a cop. And Not uh, much of a looker. Not much of a looker. <laughs> he brought her around, though. Oh, and by the way. But let uh, me tell you, with that broken leg, she'll do extra shit. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, and by the way, how did she get that broken leg, Tim? Well, when he got locked up, she tried to kill herself. Oh, no. Here's a great line because he said, I think he says either before or right after, that poor Catholic girl, she yes. tried to commit suicide. Yeah. Mm. This, this this cop is pretty judgy. Like, he, he he's throwing in a lot of good little... No, he's not like, judging that. It's... The fucking Catholic religion is judgy because if well, she commits suicide, she's going to hell. Well, I know, but he's saying like this Ugo tried to like jump out the window, but she was also Catholic. Like it was just like, yeah. what the hell? Well, I think what he's talking about that is like, that's like extra hard, supposed, supposedly, quote unquote, for a Catholic to commit suicide than anybody else. Because like I said, if you're Catholic, you believe, if you commit suicide, that's a mortal sin. So you're never never going to get to heaven. So for somebody who's like supposed to be, quote unquote, a hardcore Catholic, to do that, it's really yeah. supposed to be bad. Yeah, true, 
True. Hmm. So but then they... guess what? Stupid woman. She couldn't even do that right. Right. She only broke her leg or something. And we, uh, we but just we're cut. gonna let her continue working as a cop. Somebody who has serious mental issues that Basically, needs to be addressed and taken care of. Let's g- give her a gun and the computer access and let her work whatever hours she wants. A good percentage of our characters have failed suicide attempts and are like, yeah, oh my god, because wow, Atkins had the shit. one too. It's like, it's just that's right. People just can't die in this movie, right? Yeah, and technically, if you count what Maniac Cop did by going to jail and refusing to be put in a uh, separate That's safe what I place, mean. people just can't fucking yeah. get killed, can't fucking die. So yeah. we go back to the uh, pier where Maniac Cop is uh, just having himself a maniac nap on some wood well, pallets. But his eyes are open, or at least yeah. one eye is. Which, yeah, uh, come on, was, man, he's a fucking nineteen eighty eight. Nineteen eighty eight was it Metallica? kind of famous want to sleep with one eye open yeah yeah that's, yeah. that's true <laughs> so he exits light and enters night because we see him fantasizing about getting locked up it, going so to sing sing yeah it's pretty it's a weird choice to, to show your like stealthy like mysterious killer like laying down yeah, it's a weird move to. This is the exposition is like right. He has him having like a dream a sequence, box, like snake. Like, right, it's not like flat. Yeah, it, yeah, it is really weird. Yeah. So then we cut to him uh, being mean mugged as he walks down the uh, inmates row by everybody, and a couple people like flick their cigarettes at him, and they're eh, fuck that it's guy. It's a pretty lax prison. It's pretty <laughs> chill. One guy at the end is like doing scrimshaw or something. I don't know what the fuck he's got, like paddles wow. in his hand. Not only did he get a fucking knife, but he got a fucking actual piece of scrimshaw into the fucking prison. I don't know what yeah. he's got at the end of it. But oh, then... wait a second. That was that movie, Scrimshaw Redemption. Yeah, Scrimshaw Redemption. <laughs> so we, we cut to the showers, and I'm like, oh, this isn't going to be good. I've yeah, seen I, American I, History again, X. I have a question. Uh, yeah. I've never been in jail. Uh, I don't know about the two of you, but I'm betting probably not because we're doing podcasts, right? Mm -hmm. Uh, Do they just let you take showers whenever you feel like it? By yourself and turn on all of the the shower heads? (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, make it extra steamy and turn off the lights? Yeah. Well, he's got to set the mood for all of the guys that are sneaking up on him. Because a bunch of punks just come in and I'm like, holy shit, are we getting a caged heat movie? Well, no, Tango and Cash. The, the people that he put in jail, right? Yeah. 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 Or Oz, for that matter. But no, it's just a... Uh, oh, sl- man, can you imagine if they fucking shit in his mouth? <laughs> <laughs> I didn't uh, imagine that, but... You've yeah, never you, seen Oz. You gotta watch no, no, Oz. No, no, I mean, I'm just... It's the worst. Yeah. It's uh. the worst and the best. It is. It really is. It's it's when right up there with that SVU. When he that tattoo on his ass, you're like, holy <laughs> shit. He's, he just woke up in jail. Yep. Oh, that was so bad. And the whole the, yeah, the whole premise of Oz being that it was all just like an experiment where they were... Yeah, it was so yeah. stupid. Anyhow. I think, wasn't it last... Didn't it get to a point where there was a ghost in fucking Oz? <laughs> I of didn't watch it that far, Tim. I'm sure there was, though. There was a Tin Man. I know that. But what's his name? Jason Priestley? Uh, wait, uh, which is the one from 9021 who's dead? Who's dead? Luke Perry. Yeah. Okay. He was in it and he played a reverend. Okay. 
Uh. And I forget why he was in Oz, but he did something. He died, and then I swear to fuck God, the next season, which I stopped watching, and as soon as I heard this was going to be a storyline, he started to haunt the prison. Oh, my Perfect. God. Really? Yep. Good. Perfect. So, no. Instead, they try to uh, kill him in prison, and he uh, just starts beating the piss out of every all the inmates. And he's fucking holding his own until yeah. somebody shanks his ass from behind. I don't care who you are. If you got three fucking guys coming at you, guess what's going to happen? You're going to get your ass taken out. Yeah, and they take him down and just start carving his face up, which is basically uh, what right. we see. Then he passes out or dies or whatever and we watch the blood just start swirling down yeah, the wait, hold drain. On a second. In this scene, we only see, they only fuck up his face, right? right. They don't yeah. do anything else. That's no, wait, hold would, on. No, wait, the... I'm sorry. At one point, somebody does stab him and like maybe the kidneys or the liver. Right, well, they, well when they sneak up behind him, right? Yeah, yeah. it's when they shake But otherwise, because that was one of the things I was curious about, though, is like it almost seemed like they were trying to do the like send a message kind of thing where it's like yeah. Look, we're gonna just mess you up but that they were trying to kill him that's they not did. how they send you a message in jail while i've well, never no. been in jail i've seen enough of 60 days in to know that's not how they send a message i think you're getting paid by that show like i swear you i think you've brought that show up so much <laughs> it is so in, great because i cannot believe that the idiots <laughs> who go on that show that would be i swear to god that would be like me Sitting here right now in my underwear, going, you know what? I think I can go sixty days in jail without a problem. Oh yeah, no, it, that is. And like then the you walk in the door and you're like, I made a terrible, terrible mistake. Yeah. That is that is that is the the epitome of armchair detective. It's like mm-hmm. watching stuff and going like, I can solve problems. I will say this though, having watched I think like maybe three seasons, I don't know if I watched all of them. The one person who, when they went in literally took over the fucking jail on like day three that they were in was a corrections officer makes sense yeah undercover and literally he had he had a guy who's doing his running for him going back and forth and they're like they're doing the interview with him and like uh would you say he's your bitch He's like, no i wouldn't exactly say he's my bitch because i'm not really doing anything to him but yeah he's my bitch yeah. And he's a fucking corrections officer. They had to pull him out of the show because he was d- taking over too much of the fucking Dude. jail, and he was literally turning into a fucking criminal. Dude was like, "My time to shine." Yeah, <laughs> I got this. <laughs> well, the person who would do best in there is a corrections right, officer. Right? Yeah, it seemed like sense. that almost gives him an unfair advantage. But you yeah. Know. yeah. So uh, now we cut back to the fighting mayor, and he asks his buddy uh, Clancy. What was told to the detective about uh, Cordell? And he says, look, uh, the detective that was investigating this, Tom, uh, he was uh, told that you sent him up the river because uh, Cordell Wait, wait, this is with the mayor? Yeah, the fighting mayor. Okay, so again, this is going to be another... This is news to you. Jesus Christ, man, there's a gigantic chunk of this fucking movie cut out. I mean, I was really happy when the movie was like 83 minutes. (laughs) Yeah. So, uh, apparently uh, what had happened was Cordell was poking around some of the mayor's mob friends. Oh, okay. 
the uh, Clancy, the the cop guy that's in there talking to mayors, he's, uh, he tells him, look, man, you better shut the fuck up. Clancy's like, I don't care. I'm retiring a, a week from Tuesday. So uh, fuck you. I'm out of here. Peace. <laughs> so the mayor's like, all right, get him the fuck out. of here. You need to go. And we cut to Bruce, and he's getting a visit from Tom and his uh, his girlfriend. Oh yeah, that's right. This is where the uh, the detective leaves the leaves the two guys alone. Yeah, two people alone to fuck, right? Well, but yeah, well because yeah. Uh, he so Tom tells the the guard he's like, we're gonna go in here and we're gonna interrogate Bruce. So they go in there. He's like, all right, here's the deal. We know it's Cordell. We 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 agree with you. You didn't do it. I'm gonna go up to Sing Sing. I'm gonna talk to the medical examiner, and I'm gonna. See- see how that guy might have gotten out alive you go ahead and just uh fuck your girlfriend here for yeah, a while exactly that's what mm-hmm. it is he's getting co- conjugal visits yeah just you know uh don't go too hard on him <laughs> and then tom leaves wow that's something but then she comes with him oh no no wait that's no that's later no that, that's no. Yeah, Bruce, 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 Bruce Bruce. Right. there's yeah, no way yeah. she came with him no. <laughs> <laughs> yeah so <laughs> tom heads out and I love he he swings by Sally's joint real quick, just to be like I'm gonna go through her purse real quick and see if we can get some info. On he's uh, looking for little bottles of alcohol. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, he's getting the DTs. It's been a minute since his last bar scene, so he's going through her purse and, and records because he's trying to find out you know the the doctor at Sing Sing who who it was or, or what have you. And Sally shows up with her, you know, her gimpy leg behind him and her cane and just starts right. beating the she's shit out of him. flipping the hell out now. Yeah, she's losing <laughs> her mind. <laughs> and she's like, he She's knows. doing a fucking Mortal Kombat fucking fatality on him almost. Yeah. Just, oh, God. So she's beating the piss out of him with this cane just like, he knows. He knows. Right. Now we're no good to him anymore and we and, can't stop him. And I'm like, And what Whoa. does this mean? Like, I mean, what set her off? Like, uh, that's a good question. Probably a scene that came out only in Switzerland. Okay, cool. Yeah, because at this point, I mean, she's kissing his fucking hand on that right. dock scene, right? Yeah. So yeah, suddenly she feels threatened by him, but not directly. Yes, yeah. because uh, that something was the case. happened that she had nothing to do with, and mm-hmm. now he has to kill her. Yeah, it would just seem like a huge leap. Like suddenly she's just like lost it and yeah and and she's not wrong yeah <laughs> yeah but, but i don't she know gets what fucking nightmare on elm street yeah, yeah right that's the note the that i have to but what before that happens i love that that tom grabs her cane that she's beating him with yeah. and so now she has to like he should have swept her leg Oh, he should have. <laughs> oh, man. He, yeah, just do a fucking knee kick to the good Sweep leg. the That's leg, it. Johnny. Yeah. And then, you know what? It would have been okay because then, even if she didn't fuck, if she didn't die, she could try to sue him, but then his lawyer could get up and say, look, she doesn't have a leg to stand on. <laughs> God damn it, Tim. <laughs> it's true. She doesn't. So I was wondering how long it would take me to work that joke into well, the, a podcast. The other thing you is, like, it. I, you got it. it's like I see it coming a mile away and go, like, he's not going to take it. There's no way. And then, no, yeah. he did. She he takes her cane. <laughs> so, yeah, she hobbles away. He gets up, and he's like, all right, I guess I got to fucking, like, help her, maybe. Because we see this cop. And I love this. There's a cop that's hung, but also has his throat slit. 
Oh, yeah, that's which, right, because they didn't notice him while they were yeah. looking at him until they were, like, two inches away from him, right? Yeah, it seems excessive to me to hang a guy and slit his throat. Yeah. But Have whatever. Left you hack. Yeah. But whatever. So she starts screaming like crazy, and Tom, you know, gets her, and he's like, all right, look, good. We got we got to walk out of here. We got to get you out of here. She's like, "Look, no, I'm not I'm not afraid to die, but to have him kill me when I love him so much." And I'm like, "You know who needs to go to the the relationship counselor, right. Sally? Is fucking you. Holy shit." Uh yeah, but wouldn't she be in line behind Barbara Hershey? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Barbara Hershey's going to be there for a while though, Tim. She's got a, a lot of problems to work out. <laughs> And then, Tim, like you said, she just gets the end of Nightmare on Elm Streeted through a glass window and a door, and it's so good. Yeah. It is it is a great fucking scene, right? It is, because Maniac Cop just punches through the glass window, grabs her ass, and yards her ass you back You see in. her fucking feet. Okay. Yeah. Oh, God. And he... So Tom but, goes in there, the, and he I was just... Say, it, it goes from a really cool thing, the smash and grab through the door to a mm-hmm. very awkwardly staged yeah it kind of looks like he's banging her head against the wall but it right, also kind of looks like he's banging her against the wall right because she's he's her face to the wall he's holding her up and all it looks like is that he's just thrusting and yeah. it's not doesn't even look that hard that's the thing because it's not like we're seeing like blood it's, it really just looks like tom is interrupting yeah something. it looks like he's fucking her yeah, he fucked her to death. Yeah, because she's toast, and now uh, oh boy, but daddy's not away from the entity. Yeah, but daddy's not done because he sees Tom, and he starts throwing him into filing cabinets, <laughs> and so many Tom Atkins being tossed into file cabinets here, just repeatedly over and over again. He is stumbled into things harder than this though like he, true this is true he has this guy's falling down flights of stairs drunk like he's he fine know, he knows how to go limp quick if he oh yeah he, he's already halfway there yeah I exactly mean. that's that's why he survives as long as he does in this oh that's so you okay that's a good theory so it's the whole like why the drunk never dies and the head-on exactly. collision yeah oh. i actually i you know relaxed punk, right I honestly would not be surprised if when the eventual plummet out the window onto the car, if, Tom, if the camera didn't oh just linger God. and then Tom just coughs and gets up. <laughs> he rolls over. I like, need a uh, drink. Yeah. I'm drying out. No, it's, uh, oh God. So yeah, Bruce and lady friend, they, they make their way out of the interrogation room by like pushing on the door for a minute. <laughs> yeah. It's, it, it's stuck. Just, it's stuck it a little bit because the cop that was supposed to be watching them's dead he well, got his head have a gun with her um maybe I, maybe i think bruce... when she opens up because the... she's the first one who opens the door and she tells bruce campbell you stay here but oh, she yeah, that's that's wrong wrong like, at that can point. you take a gun into an interrogation room with a fucking criminal who's yeah. supposedly kill people Sure, why not? Because I know, yeah, because Bruce takes one off a body like a video yeah, game yeah. in a little bit. He's doing yeah. a hitman. Well, I love it because the the cop that was guarding him, just, he died by getting his face shoved between the bars, yeah. which was a good move. Uh, then we're walking out, and we just walk past like a hundred dead cops. Yeah. Like this whole place is just 
fucking tore up. He and Bruce, silently wait, hold on, Matt, murdered. Here we go. Yeah. Another one that you'll never be able to do, but do it. Maniac Terminator versus Terminator. Yeah, that's right. Mm. Highest that's what I was say. body count. That that's what this scene felt like. This felt like yeah. that moment of like what you would stumble upon walking through just after the Terminator. Yeah. Yeah, because it is just a wreck. Like, and and killed twice. Everybody, like the guy that was throat Plus, slit and hung. That, but am I wrong? We didn't hear anything. Any, none of it. No, it was quiet the whole time. So Bruce is like, "All right, this is probably cool. Why don't you go out and warm up the car for me, sweetie? Yeah. I'm gonna be right out. We have no idea which direction the killer is. You go that way. Mm-hmm. Split up. Always a great idea." And then well, and he, he grabs a gun off a body and like makes a comment like he was in the middle of load it, reloading it. It's like, OK, so were, were you trying to say like this cop shot at because we, again, didn't hear any of this. Holy shit. That's yeah, right. Another that's great true, point. Yeah. Holy Christ. And it's like <laughs> just, you know, or is that just like supposed to show that Bruce Campbell's observant? Like, I don't know. It's, I, it was just no, a weird line. You don't hear anything at all. At least in yeah. Terminator, when uh, I mean, yeah. what, uh, what's the what's the guy's name? Uh, Lance Henriksen and yeah. uh, Paul Winford are in mm-hmm. the fucking room. You hear the guns start, and then you start seeing what's going on. Yeah, this one there's nothing that you yeah. hear, and then all of a sudden everybody's fucking dead and hung up like Hannibal right. Lecter style. Yeah, I mean this is basically the like end of any Friday the Thirteenth, where like the final girl is finding all the bodies creatively laid out but we just kind of get it in this with all these characters we've never seen before really Uh, one second guys i gotta pause real quick Mm -hmm. right back and we're back so yeah like you said bruce gets his gun and makes his way out to uh well to run off with his lady friend finally and now we cut to the mayor having a urinal meeting, Tim, and I know you're all about urinal meetings. I can't believe he didn't have his underling wash his hair on the urinal. Because <laughs> <laughs> they're just bitching. Or he's bitching to his underling that, like, look, Cordell, he's the killer, obviously, and he wants me. And this shit that happened at the cop shop with all the people being killed, that was Cordell sending me a message. Huh. Yeah. Weird, huh, Matt? <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. I, I actually I, lost on Matt. He, he, here's the no, but here's the best thing is you so you said these scenes were created like after the fact mm-hmm. for the Japanese market. So wait, this is fucking after they done, they've wrapped and yep. they put these fucking they've like they did a fucking Zack Snyder. Mm-hmm. Some Japanese production company is like, look, we'll give you an extra like Eight hundred dollars to film yeah. these scenes. You know what? I guarantee I know why. Like beyond just the like, this movie really wouldn't make any sense to a culture like Japan, where like you know, oh fucking hell I mean, no, they don't have they don't have fucking guns, right? Yeah. I there. mean, like, I mean, you know, anything. You're right. Like with the idea of like the a cop just being like kind of an aggressive, like maybe he was kind of making some waves and they just kind of wanted to like get him out of the way. I mean, none of that rings in the, in in the way they present their police, like Mm -hmm. fiction. I mean, you know, they're so, you know, like a lot of beyond, like a lot of it's like, again, the 
what's that one the really famous one that they, they remade in america and it made no sense here old where boy? like the cop yeah. where the cop loses his gun and a crime is committed with it and he's basically responsible for it he didn't commit the crime but his gun was stolen from him mm. and in the whole plot of the film was him tracking down who got his gun and uh they tried to make they remade that in america and it's like well i mean we have so many guns that that yeah. doesn't really translate <laughs> just breaking down the one off the six pack anyway so but but yeah. it totally makes more sense now with the way that like you think about a lot of japanese movies they deal a lot when when they do have like corrupt cop stories it is like oh they're tied in with like organized crime and then yeah. there's Mm-hmm. That makes sense. These would string together to make this make somewhat more sense. Yeah, and like I said, you just never see guns in Asian crime movies. It's always... When the cops go... Uh, all right, maybe I can't say everything about Japanese or Chinese movies, but at least with all the Korean movies I've seen, when the cops go to bust up gangsters, yeah, it's like 60 cops versus 60 gangsters, and they have fucking baseball bats. Nobody mm-hmm. has a fucking gun. Yeah. So... Right. Uh... Old Boy, everybody who probably who listens to this podcast has seen Old Boy and knows mm-hmm. about it. When Spike Lee did the remake, <laughs> and I watched that with my wife, who's Korean, if I haven't mentioned that before. Uh, when they get to the hallway scene, mm-hmm. and it's Josh Brolin, it was about 15 seconds before she said to me, why doesn't somebody just shoot him? Right, because <laughs> old boy Spike Lee was set in America, right? Yeah. And there is no way that you're going to have sixty fucking gang members in a building, and one of them doesn't have a fucking gun. Yeah, it, it just, just doesn't, doesn't translate. translate. Yeah, yeah, that makes sense. Then yeah, you throw in a yakuza angle, and, right. and uh, there you go. So we go off to Sing Sing, where uh, we talk to the other coroner. And he is weird. He is very weird because <laughs> Tom Atkins talks to him. He's like, "Look, what's what no, the fu- or not? Sorry, not Tom. The, the, yeah, is, they're at this point. It's Bruce. Yes, yeah. So Bruce goes up to talk to him and says, "Look, man, because Tom's fucking toast, as we discussed a, a minute ago. Yeah. He's at he least got, in a bar. Did. Yeah, yeah. No, no, no. He got tossed onto the cab that was next to." Uh, he got tossed on top of a cab and just leaned over to the driver and goes, take me to the bar. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he didn't yeah. No, wait, hold on, Matt. He didn't even have to say that. The That's taxi true. driver <laughs> knew. As soon as he he's saw like, his face, yeah. he's like, I know. Tom. He's a cop. He's Irish, yeah. right? So guess where his fucking wake is going to be? Inside a bar. Hey, he just flipped the meter on and drove <laughs> off. <laughs> So yeah, no. If if we did miss it because we had to cut because I had to pause to get pizza, yeah, no, yeah, we so, talked about it, but yeah, yeah. So anyhow, he's in there. Uh, uh, Bruce is in there talking to the corner guy, and the corner guy's like, "Look, man, I don't know. People get fucked up in here, and my job is I just like stitch their bodies together and shove them in a fucking box. That's what mm-hmm. I do." Potter's Field. That's where everybody's fucking going. So who pays yeah. attention? Which, yeah. that's a weird thing to, to say, though, right? Because, like, it's Pot- Potter's Field, like, isn't that mostly for people who it's unknown who they are? I mean, like... It, no, do, no. Do Potter's they also Field be- is for anybody who dies. I, and is I don't unclaimed. Know about the rest of the country, but at least in New York, Potter's Field is where, if let's say if you're a homeless, if you're... 
No, if you're not in jail, maybe I think jail has a, like a sec, uh, a, a certain place where they bury you. But if you're homeless, if you're right. poor, and there's nobody who takes your body yeah. and is right. going to pay for it, that's where you end up going. And basically, right. I think what it is is they cremate a bunch of people, and then it's just the ashes that go into the fucking ground. I think I don't think they're actually putting real bodies. Right. Right. Okay. Yeah. I just I I thought that was just a weird thing because I always taught thought that was like where it was John Doe's essentially Shit, a bit of a fucking but, plot yeah <laughs> so then he says uh, yeah hold on I'll look up Cordell's record looks up Cordell's record says ah oh, that's fucking weird some broad came in and claimed his body it was, uh, oh it was Sally uh, wait how's that work that's a good question, Tim. Sure. I have no idea. <laughs> Apparently, not married, you can just do I'm that. Just his girlfriend. I want the body. Yeah, uh, but it worked because I guess it was cheaper for them than uh, cremating him and throw him in out. Well, in, uh, wait, wait, wait. Well, milf. And hold on, they did throw some confusion in there though, because we do see. Yeah. So what comes up after that? <laughs> okay, this comes up afterwards. Okay. Yes. Like is. Uh, he says, uh, and by the way, I want to talk to fucking Tom. And Bruce is like, yeah, uh, tough problem about that. Tom's fucking dead. Yeah, he gave so, him a lot of information and then got skeptical about who he was talking to. Right. <laughs> then he's like, uh, I don't know if you've read the papers yet, but Tom's fucking dead. And he's like, I haven't <laughs> That's had, right. That's the paper. Uh, I haven't had time to read the papers yet. I've been busy. He picks the paper up and it's on like, his inbox. <laughs> Just, oh, look. Here is the paper, by the way, and it says you killed him. So, like, you know what? If I just killed half a dozen cops, the last place I'd head to was a fucking penitentiary. (laughs) (laughs) Which is a good line. Fair point, right? So they tell him, look, man. Especially with that chin, right? No matter how far the fucking artist is going on the fucking character of you, he's going to hit that fucking chin. I mean, you definitely cut a silhouette if you're Bruce Campbell. Come on. Every fucking character Bruce Campbell has ever done on the beach, he's always ended up as Mac tonight. Yeah. (laughs) So, yeah, they tell him, look, man, it wasn't Bruce Campbell that did it, clearly. It was Cordell that fucking did it. And then the doctor flashes back to uh, Cordell. His body all bloodied and fucking battered and not looking great, and he only cut in the face. Only cut in the face one time in the back. That's it. And the hand, right? Like and the, the hands hand. were messed the hand up. was fucking mangled. That's true. And then he says, "Look, man, he doesn't say it, but we we it's depicted to us that he detects a uh, heartbeat, and so he performs CPR." And he says, "Look, man, he had friends and stuff. Okay." We couldn't just put him back in this jail because they'd fucking kill him. What am I supposed to do? He's a little bit of a hero. They'd kill him in the fucking jail. We found a way way out for him, right? Yeah, we found a way out. This is the way it always happens, right? Cop gets arrested. Cop gets in trouble. But six months, seven months, 12 months later, there's always an out. Yeah, yeah. And his out, though, led to him having brain damage, which we learned that he was basically brain dead. But, yeah, he says, you know, he well, got yeah, a fucking the, bum rap, too. Yeah. Like, he got sent up by a corrupt politician. Right. The, Couldn't the, they have said something about how his face got fucked up like that? Well, because the, the guy says, I was certain that he was legally dead. Yeah. Which was like the... So, 
I, I mean, I guess, does that just mean because of how little brain function he detects? I mean, I, it seemed oh. like a weird line where it's like... No, I think legally is he's the one who legally signs the paperwork, right? So right. whatever he says legally goes. And okay. Tim, all I have to say about that, Tim, is seed you hack. <laughs> Uva Bowl's wow. smoothie seed Full where circle. the guy... And you know what circle means, Eddie? It's a hmm. spiral. Uh, right? Oh my fucking god! Look at that! It circles inside of spirals. That's true. Yeah, see the Uva Bowl movie about a killer who gets electrocuted, survives, and uh, digs himself out and kills a bunch of cops. Was and that the first Candace episode? Girl, what? Yeah, Which, you know by what? the way, uh, let me just say, everybody who listens to this podcast, uh, do you know who Candace is? No, nobody cares about her. So, so uh, it works on so many levels on this show. It does. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, he says, "I'm not gonna um, have you guys ruin my career." By the way, yeah, he by hits going that out. office bottle, <laughs> and oh my god. Because he grabs that office bottle of scotch and he's fucking shaking while he's pouring it. And I'm like, is he like, has he been haunted by, is he inspirited by the ghost of Tom Atkins? Is that suddenly what happened real quick? No, he has the cushiest fucking job, government job you can Mm -hmm. ever have. Let's just say, if anybody who works for the government who listens to this podcast, just imagine what kind of cushy job you have as coroner. For a fucking prison. That's true. Yeah. Okay? <laughs> Guess what? Every fucking person who's dead did it to themselves. This is like my rant about if you're going to be a doctor, be a foot doctor, because worst case scenario, you just cut the foot off. <laughs> like you versus know, it's a funny brain that doctor. You say that because I go to a foot doctor who isn't in my insurance policy, and I have mm-hmm. to pay him. Uh. <laughs> and because I had two ingrown toenails, because thanks to fucking finger cocksucking fucking shoes, Wait. don't ever fucking use those shoes. Yeah. Finger shoes? Yeah, that was a thing for a while. There were things that you wore on your fucking feet that oh, had the ones individual that were toes. To... Yeah, yep. yeah, yeah. Okay. And it was supposed to be quote unquote like walking in nature. Like, <laughs> yeah. why all... did you do that? Guess what? All the people who won the New York Marathon, they all wore these fucking shoes, or they ran barefoot. So I fucking bought them, and I end up giving myself two fucking ingrown toenails. Yeah, see, here's the thing about like walking in nature: is people invented shoes because it sucked. That's yeah, it sucked. right. <laughs> yeah, you know, there's something called evolution, right? Well, there's something called invention. Like, yeah. we also used problem to die solving by like forty. So <laughs> then we came up with like toothbrushes. Which, by the way, so. I have the video of my ingrown toenails being cut Ooh. off. Completely. That's if anybody wonderful. wants to see it on the blood bank, yeah. what, what level should that be, Betty? Oh, God. We should. Uh, we it should, should be, be your copay level. Yeah, whatever your copay is. <laughs> that's exactly it. I got a good union. Yeah. So I, I love that, that Bruce's girlfriend here is like, look, man, we, we're not here to ruin your reputation. We just want to bury Cordell once and for all. Right. Uh, so now it's uh, St. Patty's Day Parade with Sam Raimi as the reporter talking about, uh, yeah, you know, people were worried about going out, but yeah. not anymore. Right. <laughs> and we cut to the mayor. Okay, see, this time I get the mayor. Oh, you do? 
Uh, well, yeah, wait, wait, I, no, wait, I think wait, wait. At this wait. point, he has to get the mayor because okay. Richard Roundtree. Like, do we cut to Richard yes. Roundtree the punchline of a joke? Yeah, like, where it's just like it was my wife, or I don't know something. Yeah. Okay, so yes, yeah. I think this is where that converges for my. Oh, viewing experience. that makes sense. And they just got that act. Yeah, that makes so much sense. So yeah, he says uh, he's a scaredy cat. He doesn't want to go out to the to the parade because uh you know the maniac cop is going to be there to kill him he thinks so just then Teresa shows up and she says look it's cordell that did the killings and stuff not my boyfriend you need to leave him alone right so yeah that's where we get like you said um lieutenant shaft plays the uh, the voicemail from tom Oh yeah. He just vaguely says like, "Hey, I think the killer might have details that he's getting from a lady cop." Right. Great. Which is not at all how he would have like no. his whole character this whole time has been so certain and clear yes. about what he's yes, doing. Yes, exactly. He yes. would have been like the gimp. The gimp yeah. cop. Yeah. He would Yeah. It's Gimpy the, Sally. She's the fucker. <laughs> the Catholic who couldn't commit suicide, right? Yeah. It's weird that the cop that just that's died, fucked up, right? Completely... Because you know what? She's going to hell because she's mm, yeah, that's true. She tried to kill herself, but she didn't do it. So when she does die naturally, she's going to hell. So she, I think she, she might kind of well killed herself too. I mean, a know, little bit, yeah. She kind of had a lot of involvement, but befriending like befriending the, the the fucking maniac cop. I think that's like a slow suicide. Helping him out. Yeah. She already said she wanted to die, just not because uh, she loved him. Right. Remember? Wait. So wait. Hold on. Are we talking about suicide by cop? Oh, Pretty much. Yeah. yeah. Sally committed suicide did. by by wow. maniac Holy cop. Shit. By maniac cop. Yeah. Yeah. But like, damn. Yeah. That that message though. It's like, it should it should have sounded like they spliced it together from like other exactly. Recordings. That was my note. Is like I want this to sound like they fucking cut it together poorly, like I did with the intro music. So, <laughs> because yeah. Otherwise, it's like. It's totally out of character for Atkins. Right. Makes no sense for him. He's a drunk. Maybe, I mean, well, I was going to say maybe he's drunk, but I think he no. is like Leahy. He is the liquor, you know? Right. Oh, yeah, yeah. No, yeah. The, like, that would have been no different yeah. than any other message. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Uh, so, uh, yeah, then Sally's like, look, that, or, or sorry, Teresa's like, look, that was fucking Sally he was talking about. And then I love Shaft's like, well, that's great, but we've got you here on this visitor log to go over and help your boyfriend escape. And by the way, then he escaped and he fucking killed half of the cops there. And this is all bullshit, and I don't have any time to talk about it because I got to go to the parade. Parade, yep. <laughs> and we're going to leave you here nice. with creepy, uh, oh, God. creepy cop. Creepy cop. Oh, by the way, wait. I Who does tell waiting. me? This is not the cop who's going to work at SVU, right? Dude, this guy has the best line of the movie. So this but. this cop was working in SVU because <laughs> yeah, because Shaft and his buddies they all leave and get fucking killed yeah, just, by maniac cop. So this guy went out of the whole movie. This is the real maniac cop, right? Well, dude. Well, but when they get killed, though, like it's yeah. mostly off camera. It's like. Yeah. Do you think Richard Rountree is like, dude, I'm not. Yeah, like, he's like, you're not going to touch me. I'm not yeah. going to have any fucking fake blood on me. I'm walking out the door. They didn't tell him he was dying. 
They just told yeah. him, guess yeah. what? You're going to be the one who figures the whole shit out. <laughs> they just gave we'll, him we'll the fake happy Don't ending. Don't worry, come back. Yeah. Dude, you just got on the elevator. It's cool. They're like, all right, and cut. All right, get Ernie Hudson in him. How, here, have him <laughs> yeah, turn yeah, left. <laughs> We're going to stab him. Uh, poor Ghostbuster. Anyhow. <laughs> Uh, so yeah, then that's when they shut the door and fucking creepy cop oh. is, he, he's like, all right, you got a booker and, and hold he's on, like, hold right. on, Matt, what is the line that this uh. fucking cop says to this woman? Well, who is also a police officer, right? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, he, he's got a couple, but the best is that you got a real rotten ass attitude. <laughs> yeah. Oh no. Oh, oh that's not a different line. No, this just, one I've got is okay. he, he sits her down in the chair and she's like, wait, what? Aren't you supposed to be like booking me or whatever? And he goes, yeah, what's the rush, sweetheart? We got the captain's office all to ourselves. Yeah. Wow. Okay. Yeah. See, here's a line that I have written down. Told you he's hey, got honey, too many. <laughs> you could put a real feather in my cap. Uh-huh. Oh, yep. <laughs> Because the whole thing is he wants her to drop yeah. the dime on where her boyfriend is. So he right. Can well, the way they play it off is at first it looks like he's like, hey, you know what? Give me a blowjob and I'll yeah. let you go. Right. Yeah, it, but no. It's it's a good swerve because his mustache is telling me, like, this guy is going to assault Oh, him. yeah. Yeah, that mustache, that oh, is a, an oh, assault mustache. He grew that as a fucking tickler and it, does, <laughs> it still doesn't work. No, no, it does not. You can't be tickled when when it's uh, you're being tortured at the same time. Yeah, I guess. So, yeah, hey, no, some people it. would say tick. I had a girlfriend who told me that every oh, time boy. I tickled her, it was the same thing as torturing her. I'm like, mm-hmm. well, I guess I'm into torture. Yeah. Uh, Tim, hmm. that poor woman. Anyhow, speaking of poor women, yeah, uh, poor me. Trust me. Uh, he. So he yeah he just tells her like tell me where your boyfriend is, we'll arrest him and then I get a promotion. It's win win. She's like how is that? I don't know how that's win win. Right. Whatever. Fuck you. I'm not gonna do it. She's like God damn it. All right. Fine. <laughs> yeah, how is that a win win right. for her? That's right. Because right. he's way too confident going into this that he's got yeah. like, some upper hand, which he doesn't. That's how he's you're literally play it, man. just come on. He's a fucking pickup artist, right? Yeah. <laughs> I don't like, need you to confess. I don't want you to confess. But By that's, the way, uh, those are ugly shoes. Right. Yeah. People who wore those shoes well, kind of confess. That, again, he does say she's got a real rotten ass attitude. So yeah. that's the neg, yeah. right? Yeah, it's yeah. one of those, like, uh, my favorite neg, which is you don't sweat that much for a fat girl. <laughs> See? So, wow. Holy that's a good fucking one. shit. Come on, man. Come on. For real. Come on, full so you... fucking real. If that line has ever fucking worked, if that line has ever not ended up with a woman who might be slightly overweight or might have some perspiration problems, throwing a punch or at least a drink in that motherfucker's face, I will eat my hat. Hey, you don't sweat that much for a fat girl. <laughs> Bad to the pork bone. <laughs> oh, God. Oh. So, yeah, he handcuffs her, walks out with her, right? <laughs> then I fucking love this shit. Maniac cop busts in and kills him. So yeah, now he handcuffs just... her to him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So now... <laughs> She's got to drag this fucking dead asshole around. <laughs> All a, like, I don't know, violator. It's, a tales, it's with the that. Tales from the Crypt episode. There's Oh, oh yeah, shit, yeah, Carry right. On Death. Yeah. One of my favorite that, has episodes. Has that been on Patreon yet? 
Uh, we haven't done an episode on Carry On Death yet. Yes, we did. Carry On Death? No, we did the one with Zelda Rubenstein. We did... Oh, oh okay. All right, sorry. I guess I'm having a psychic flash. Yeah, we gotta do we, Carry On Death. Though. That's a great episode. Maybe yeah, I did that with another podcast. I just don't remember. Could be, Tim. <laughs> Could be. So, oh my God. It's fucking just bedlam now because she's dragging this dude in. Maniac cops busting all over the place trying to fucking get to her. He's just skeet, skeet, skeet. Skeet, skeet. <laughs> I told, did I tell you that? I heard that song in a furniture store. No shit. <laughs> skeet, skeet, skeet? Yes. In a furniture store? Come yes. on. I was in a furniture store looking for a fucking recliner because mine got busted because I had it forever. And then I'm like, because right, skeet, I got it. Skeet, skeet, skeet. Yeah. <laughs> hey, that uh, stain proofing didn't work. <laughs> and, and I'm like, all of a sudden I, I just look, hear. Look, uh, I'm not Scottish, so that Scotch guard didn't work. Yeah. <laughs> I'm finished. I'm going to need something a little stronger. So. <laughs> you did and finish. All of a sudden, <laughs> I just hear Little John over the loudspeaker. It's all three, six, nine. Damn, she's. I'm like, okay, this is Get Low by Little John. This is probably edited. And then, no, it's just not fucking edited. And there's oh, families man. walking around. I'm like, awesome. Great. This Brilliant is a good Saturday. Move because that reminds half the people who are in that fucking furniture <laughs> store why they need to buy a new mattress. Get the extended warranty <laughs> on their more. shit. Oh, God. That's a, you know what? Brilliant, yeah. Tim. I never would have thought of that. That's right. Yeah. Holy shit. How many times did I skeet all over? And I missed the fucking head, and I got the fucking headboard. <laughs> and it's one of those leather headboards, so now i got to fucking replace it. God no, it's one of those suede headboards, oh, okay? Made out of material worse. that really yeah. absorbs it. Just sucks it right up, man. You do not want the fucking UV light going on that headboard, it's, let me oh tell you. God. <laughs> so, <laughs> so after enough coming on headboards here. Yes. Uh, Tim... <laughs> Let's rein it I in. That we're going to rein it in with Maniac Cop because the Maniac Cop busts in on her just as she gets the handcuff off, grabs an office chair, tosses it out of the window. And when I say out of the window, I mean yeah. almost hits a cop that's four Dude. stories down. <laughs> yeah, that that's must move. be the strongest well, damn chair. Was that? A strong, that's a strong chair or yeah. a really weak window. Like an- Yeah. <laughs> And no, then 88, they didn't have fucking double fucking plain glass. Yeah, this wasn't like poured glass. This, this was some shit. So then we look across the street, and there's Bruce just waiting across the street. <laughs> so yeah. I'm like, hey, that's convenient. Not, not, not that inconspicuous, considering that there's a no. ton of cops right hanging there, and he's across, just the one dude in a doorway. <laughs> hanging out across the street from the cop shop, yes. by the way. Oh, yeah, yeah, he's just got a little bandit's mask going on. So she makes her way out to the ledge. All of a sudden, all the cops see Bruce. They're like, oh, hey, fuck, here he is. Because, you yeah. know, we're paying attention to where the broad threw the chair out the window. Yeah. And they just arrest him. Throw his ass in the paddy wagon. And while they're dragging him off, he's pointing up to the roof of the cop shop. Like, look what's going on over there right now. Okay. Great police now. work, right? A chair busted out of the police fucking headquarters window. Mm-hmm. And there is a screaming woman climbing yes. out on the ledge. Tim. And they thought it was somebody trying to tip them off to, hey, the yeah. guy you're looking for <laughs> is across the awesome, yeah. That's an awesome way to He's point someone out. Yeah. So, Tim, I got a question for you. I said four stories. How many stories up do you think she was in this building? 
It looks like at least six. Okay. Maniac Cop was in the same room as her. Yeah. Right? Mm-hmm. Now Maniac Cop busts into the paddy wagon that Bruce gets oh, thrown in across the street. Fuck that shit. Don't say that racist shit, Eddie. Come on. Stop calling it that. Okay. Well, they wagon. call it that in the movie, Tim. Racist fucking movie. I have it written down. <laughs> racist know, fucking term. It is. Is it, the, it is. is it the Irish mobile? Yeah. That that it, is exact Matt, you are one hundred percent that is exactly why it's called the paddy wagon. I know. I know. <laughs> Yeah. Around where and I came from. Believe the, me, the Irish mobile would be not driving straight down the road, it'd be swerving <laughs> all over the place. They would get just, arrested and put in the paddy wagon. Oh wait, right, it, it makes sense. No, it, it, it's great because it's potato shaped too. So. Yeah, yeah. I was just going to say, where I come from, the paddy wagon is the van everybody loads into to go to the bar. But um, now, so he, Maniac Cop gets in the front of the fucking van with, with poor Bruce locked in the back and just drives off. And he's fucking getting slammed all over the place yeah. in the back. And I, I love this because then, because then Teresa finds like some dipshit. Wait, cop. wait. So with this, because, okay. And if you guys, you have to go back and watch this part. She uses the fire escape Mm -hmm. to to get down, right? Yeah. But this, the way they cut it and the way they lay the sound effects, there's brakes squealing on a a car that Mm -hmm. we are watching. And we cut, but to her sliding down on the fire escape. But the sound of the brake squealing is carried over, so it really looks like <laughs> the fire escape is making the noise. Oh, well, she's doing the thing where she's like she's sliding down the fire escape with the hands on the outside right, and then right, yeah. squeezing her hands. <laughs> so it's just like, oh, that's great. And it, it's just it's just like a slightly mistimed cut, and it is hilarious. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. I highly recommend watching that part. That's great. Yeah, I gotta rewatch that. That would. God, it's so fucking stupid at this end because she just finds some dumb deputy guy and she's like, hey, get in the car. And he's like, yeah. okay. <laughs> so they hey. drive off. And she's very casually okay, holding a loaded shotgun. Yeah, because he's like, do you know how to use a shotgun? And she's like, yeah. I think so. So he's like, here, hands it to her. She's like pointing it up like at her own face while they're while driving. We see no, that no, she no, is no. Loaded she's pointing it at his face. I, oh, yeah, I was that's like, right. please yeah. tell me this is going to be a fucking Pulp Fiction where oh, she fucking no. blows the cop's head off with He a hits a speed bump and just... <laughs> Gone. Oh, my God. And he just looks like Maniac Cop after that. Ugh. And now so, it's funny to know that there's all those scenes with the mayor. Because, yeah. like, I kept thinking, like, okay, this movie's, like, 85 minutes max. And this, mm-hmm. it's not even really a chase because we never see the two vehicles, like, no. on screen together. No. It's, but, like, it lasts forever. It does. Like, it's a it's long, to the point time. that I don't think I ever saw, like, the cop car not going sideways. It yeah. was, like, every shot was is, him think, just. I just think they're trying to build tension. Yeah. 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 They're trying. And it oh, doesn't yeah. really work. What, I mean, what's funny is what, when they tried, they failed. And when they didn't try, that that's when they fucking nailed it. Yeah. Yeah. 
So I've got three notes from the car chase that, that I thought were interesting, besides Haram's blowing the deputy's fucking head off with a shotgun. Number one, I like Maniac Cop honking at people, like pissed <laughs> off. <laughs> honk, honk, get the fuck out of the way. I love that, right? We should have seen him flip someone off. They're just oh, regular civilians. We don't know. Yeah, yeah. Number two. How come Maniac Cop doesn't know fucking sign language? That's what I want to know. Oh, no, no. You know, yeah, that's a good question. Now, the, there you go. There's the fir- versus movie. He would sign to the Ed oh, 209. Oh, Maniac Cop versus King Kong and Godzilla, right? Versus yep. Mecha Godzilla. And so then the next one I have is Maniac Cop ramming a car and flipping it over for no reason. Yeah, with no Fuck one. Fuck it. That guy read a yellow. <laughs> Dude, and there was no one in that car on that flip. That no, was hilarious. Nothing. Like, they got they had one shot at that and they kind of messed it up. No, no, they didn't have one shot, Matt. They had one dummy. That's yeah. it. Yeah, there was no, there wasn't even a dummy in it. Well, they had two dummies, but they had to use the last dummy for the next shot. Yeah, the last oh, shot. Oh, the greatest shot ever made, right? <laughs> it's so good, Eddie. I knew as soon as I saw this, I was like, oh, I know Eddie. It's just like fucking just came oh in his pants God. when he Anytime saw it. Anytime you okay, so the sequence is what makes me come in my pants. Number one, <laughs> he accidentally clips the security guard. Yep. <laughs> That's the guy just, who I think is uh, Spiro. <laughs> yeah, that's Spiro because he gets fucking clipped. <laughs> Spiro then, did work in a garage, but he was never some, a security guard. There's no someone, way you're going to pass a background check. Because the, the director said, hey, anyone around here want to get hit by a truck? And Spiro says yes. Do I get an extra $50? Like, you get an extra $25. Maybe. <laughs> Maybe. Dude, he would have fucking done it for a dime bag. Yeah. We'll see how you land it. So, and he lands it. It goes yeah. well. We'll you, that's right. We're going to pay you after. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so Whatever then, you want, kid. Don't worry. As long as, once you get out of the water, they yeah, will pay yeah, you. Yeah, yeah, It'll be fine. So the maniac cop drives Bruce into a fucking warehouse, gets out, right, goes over, grabs himself <laughs> an axe, <laughs> and just starts... <sighs> It has way his... more trouble with this door. It takes so long. And I've seen this dude, uh, yeah, like, wait, What the fuck? Is apart. he running out of energy or something? Yeah. He, he he's gotten be. worse, like, by the end of the... Yeah. And we see his face here once he and finally... Jack Torrance does a better job hacking that fucking door down than he does. He Yeah, because it takes Maniac Cop a while. And it's so long that Bruce... Kind of a smart plan. Yeah, it's actually... until the lock is disengaged... And it kind of reminded me of your next when they're when they're like, "I'm gonna you open the door and I'm I'll gonna be run running for it." Ah, ah. <laughs> but this works out much much better, Eddie. <laughs> yeah, no one gets decapitated. He just kind of falls on the ground. <laughs> yeah, past maniac cop. <laughs> he he got then, a couple feet. <laughs> he did. He did. To be fair, and you know what? Was just enough time for Teresa and the dumb deputy to pop in I with their shotguns. I think this is the equivalent of throwing three, two 101 mile an hour fastballs and thro- throwing a changeup. Yeah, yeah, because you just don't expect what... Because <laughs> maybe it comes like, wait, what the fuck? Yeah. <laughs> you open okay. the door, holy fuck. All right, well, fuck it. Then, yeah, th- so those two show up, Teresa and deputy dipshit, and I love that Teresa goes to, like, shotgun maniac cop but fucks it up. And then Deputy Dipshit's can't drive, like... can't shoot. Tim. Deputy Dipshit fires at him and fucking misses. Maniac Cop gets the shotgun, but he 
just shoots the deputy guy. Yeah, I thought he was gonna like stab him with it. I thought something. Yeah, because he's so, not wait, shot he anybody say, yet. He can he can he could never sing that Bob Marley song ever again. Yeah, he shot the deputy. He did shoot the deputy too. <laughs> Did he shoot the sheriff? No, he didn't shoot the sheriff. No, he, he did the not. only Come person. On. He was just trying to grow a little seed. Come on. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and and this is when we see yeah, Maniac Cop's face, and it's kind of looks like somebody stapled some uh, pastrami to it a little bit. It's not the best makeup, yeah. but eh. uh, wait. Come on, I had to watch this two times before I got past his chin. That, <laughs> and that is just his chin, by the yeah, way. Right. I know. That's not his... Uh, they did not put any fucking makeup. There's no prosthetics no. or anything at all. That's that motherfucker's face. He, by that the way, motherfucker looks like Mask. By the way, he used to work as a cop in Chicago. Oh, oh. my fucking God. I, I would shit Robert in my Zadar. fucking pants. Yes. Whatever the fuck it is that I just did, and I saw this yep. cop coming after me, I'd be like, holy fuck. Yep. I'm so guilty. They, dude, they should have put based on true events. <laughs> <laughs> Because he was a cop. <laughs> just That's it. Oh. That's all you need. Yeah. So There was something then, there. <laughs> I love that he just like, he doesn't want to kill Bruce or Teresa. Because he just grabs Bruce and throws him <laughs> yeah. at Teresa. Then Maniac Cop is like, I got to get the fuck out of here. Like you said, maybe his power <laughs> is winding down. But he was trying down. to kill them before in the, in the jail, right? True. True. He was. But and then, he does need them alive if he if he has any shred of like a cover story, which why yeah. the undead cop, at, this, I mean, at yeah. this point he doesn't need a cover story. Who's gonna cover for him? Like, right. No, and to, to what end? What is cops. he going to Well, now I can retire to the suburbs. <laughs> like yeah. he's fucked. With full benefits and yeah. a pension. He gets in the van, floors it. Bruce chases him down he's, because Bruce is a you know a good cop. He's like I got to get the maniac cop arrest yeah. him and clear my name. But maniac cop has other plans as he fucking impales himself through a pipe. Just some low hanging random pipe. <laughs> yeah. Like, Don't no come on Matt the docks are falling apart. Well I know. True. I, I, true. It was literally. <laughs> Didn't they say they were going to tear them down in a week? Like something like that. You know. And the meanwhile, we're going to suspend these pipes. You know. Yeah. We'll just leave them hanging. You know. Look, you gotta you gotta knock down the bikini car wash to build the mall. Yep. That's just what True. happens. True. Sad. Sad yeah. gentrification. Yep. And uh, this is the famous scene where you see maniac cops fucking van careen off of the docks into the drink. <sighs> And a terrible Bruce Campbell dummy. Yeah, <laughs> hanging Dude, on the he side just fucking, of it. He just he he just does a fucking Mr. T, and he just completely relaxes. Right? He's like, yeah. if I'm relaxed, <laughs> if I'm like a drunk driver and oh. I'm completely relaxed, my nothing's tensed up, I'll survive. Think, yeah, last just, second, the ghost he, of Tom Atkins is. Yeah, as like, you say, he pulls a Tom Atkins. <laughs> Go limp, boy. Go limp, boy. It'll hurt less. It won't be the first time that Tom so, Atkins has had that problem. Yeah. <laughs> now, you, okay, all so, that drinking, come on, involuntarily. This is hilarious. Like, like, why did the maniac cop scream? I don't know because he does. Holy shit! No That's reason. the first time we hear him, right? Right. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. Like, it's like they went backwards. Like, they made him less intimidating the more yes. the movie happened. He couldn't open a door just a little bit ago. Like, oh my god, now maniac. He screams. 
Maniac Cop <laughs> but, is like a zombie version of a Benjamin Button, is what you're saying? Yeah. He's Wow. He's just But it was the weirdest thing. He's been silent the whole time. Mm-hmm. And he like, screams. Oh. Yeah. But this he's been shot up his like fucking mind. What is he? Is he yeah, fucking is he de- reincarnated yeah. or is he just a regular person? Because at one point, I think the lady cop says she yeah. shot him twice in the fucking in the- head. Yeah, right. so it couldn't have been a bulletproof vest. And Teresa, right. or not Teresa, Sally It's a bulletproof says, chin. Oh no, Teresa says he wasn't breathing and he was stone cold. Right. Like, yeah, that's you, right. You could feel but the cold through the gloves. Her, her hands yeah. are, through the gloves, it's fucking cold. Yeah. So what is he? Is he? Right. Is this part two yet, where he gets fucking reincarnated by a zombie mm, priest, yeah. or is he supposed to be some guy who went to jail, and then they cut him up, and the coroner cut him a right. break? I I I really think they thought they were tiptoeing that line better than it turns out they were. Yeah, like, I, I feel that like makes sense. you know I I feel like they were trying to pull the. The John Carpenter with Michael Myers. Like, what is he? Is he human? Is he supernatural? Like, but and the thing is, just fucked it up. Well, yeah, because one, one, you just don't have Michael scream. Like, yeah. or but like, yeah, no, they just didn't. It, or they didn't know. Like, the director thought one thing, so the wait, writer thought on. another. Matt, like, are you saying this is the difference between the director and the editor? Could be. Mm-hmm. I, I could mean, be. I, could be. I just. You know, I, I think they thought they were being clever, like and like, oh, is he, isn't he? But it, the problem is, it's there's no mystery other than it's just confusion. It's yeah. Then don't get him shot in the fucking head, or don't tell. Well, we didn't even don't have see a fucking that. main character say I shot him two times in the head. Yeah. yeah, keep it ambiguous and say I shot him two times in his fucking chest and he didn't stop. So you well, can s- see later on he has a bulletproof vest on, or surprise, surprise, at the end they kill him. They see his body and he doesn't have a bulletproof vest on. Right. Instead Ooh. of the like pseudo Jason ending that we yep. get, because the van just goes into the fucking water, and then one of my favorite to... things is that sh- yeah okay sorry the the shot of the crane pulling the thing yeah. out. <laughs> and the cops are all just standing around There's talking. There's no water coming out of the fucking van? No. no. And, uh, they're all just, like, st- cops are standing around talking, and as soon as the thing gets lowered and touches the ground, suddenly they, like, start pointing their guns at it. Yeah. <laughs> hey, the cops, Please. come on. That's true. They are cops. So, yeah, they uh, they get the van out when of the water. When you cops, every problem looks like a nail. That's <laughs> true, Tim. And every gun is a hammer. There we go. Mm-hmm. Yep. Mm-hmm. They all point the gun at it, but uh uh-oh, there's no maniac cop in the car. Now, it's weird that they seem so shocked that, like, he couldn't have just fallen out. (laughs) Yeah. Like, no one else knew he would. The thing went through his fucking body, Matt. Come on. Well, that's true. He should have been pinned to it. Only Bruce Campbell knows that. (laughs) And and I don't even think he even knows that for sure. That's true. He was hanging on the side of it. He wasn't, yeah. Maniac. Did it go through his body? Maniac cop. Hippo tap. I thought yeah. it just—I thought it just pinned him. I didn't. Did no, it, it pierced yes? through his chest. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah. So but. then, we the camera pans down <laughs> to the water, and this just this stupid gloveless maniac cop arm <gasps> reaches up and grabs the side of the pier. And for Matt, that's where the story ends, Tim. <clears throat> but not for us. Not for us. No, 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 <clears throat> not for us. Because oh, holy Christ. Yeah, they left us with another scene, Matt. 
we cut to the mayor's office and he's talking to his advisor and he's like yeah hey it was cordell and his buddy's like look you should probably tell the public that it was actually just an imposter because uh, if you want to get reelected, you know, then you don't want to look like you fucked up and it was Cordell the whole time and you were wrong. <laughs> so the mayor's like, whatever, fuck off. And his friend leaves, right? Then the camera pans around the room and it goes to the floor in Tim. <laughs> like a Ted Danson cut out on the set <laughs> of Three Men. Or what was the fucking movie? Three men and a baby. Three men and a baby. I had it. Okay. There's just shoes sticking out from behind a stupid <laughs> curtain. <laughs> the curtain moves. The shoes walk out of frame. And we hear a screaming. And that's it. But the shoes look like they're... It's the curtain that he's standing underneath of the shoes. Okay? They're doing a fucking uh, dress to kill thing. Yeah. <laughs> It looks like the fucking curtain. It looks like clown pants. It looks so <laughs> stupid. And clearly the person behind the curtain is just like some PA that weighs like, I don't know, maybe it's a buck a 50. PA. It's just a pair of fucking clown shoes. No, a guy walks <laughs> out, but it's like the curtain that it's hiding behind. Like, I, I don't know. You, you could have hid like Estelle Getty behind that fucking curtain. It was so Be small. awful. Fuck a Selgetti. Come on. No, she, about no she'll shoot. A Selgetti yeah, will shoot. She will. She's the and mom. Then, oh, that's, so, oh, shit. Callback. Okay. So that's that's curtains for Maniac Cop. <laughs> Literally curtains. <laughs> yeah. Matt, you've got you've to chase down this ending. I will. it's shot so shitty. And it's it's jarring. Like for my rip of it, I've got like a 1080p rip up of it, right? And then it's it a just, good copy, yeah. Yeah, and then it just cuts to like 4p. I think Andy, <laughs> what you have to do is you have to put in the show notes. You have to put in the timestamps when the mayor and his sidekick. Yeah, you know what I'll do? I'll, I'll cut just that video clip so of the people ending. People join the Patreon. Ah, that's true. Yeah, fuck them. Make them. See, join the I Patreon. can't do the fucking actual thing, but I can do the setup. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, so that's Maniac Cop, guys. Wow. wow. What a journey. Um, of course, you should definitely go watch it because, like you said, it moves at a clip. I mean, yeah. it's not boring ever. It's, Even with the actual fucking footage. Yeah. it. I mean, we've been talking about it forever, but that's because there's so much to talk about. It's insanity. And, Matt, I hope you get the rights to adapt this to some... Uh, form of a comic <laughs> let's see I... maniac cop me too roger rabbit <laughs> mm, yeah there you go <laughs> so okay there we go that's what's your fantasy crossover with maniac cop tim you're, oh. you're going roger rabbit i i will stick with roger rabbit or maniac cap maniac cop in the star trek universe mm. Ooh, like that'd a... be interesting cop versus shatner Ooh, Oof. shit. Oh, I don't know who's going to win there. I guess you us, know Shatner's going to bang that MILF. <laughs> yeah, Shatner's banging <laughs> the mob. So, Matt, what about you, hey, buddy? I bang the green lady. One leg lady is no problem. That's true. She can hardly get away. So, Matt, what's your uh, fantasy crossover with Maniac uh, Cop? Let's put Maniac. <laughs> you know what? What's missing here? 
he needs hmm. a good he needs a good buddy. We need it. We he needs to be a buddy cop thing. So oh, let's put okay. Maniac. Cop. He's gonna get one in the next movie. Yeah. Well, no, but but no, we like a police buddy. Like let's. Uh, can we put him in 48 hours? <laughs> is, that, is that too much? <laughs> oh, wait. As who? Wait. As I, which well, one? As Nick no. Nolte or as fucking it, Eddie I Murphy? Kind of, I think it needs to be as Eddie Murphy so Nick Nolte <laughs> can be saying all the racist things to him. Holy shit. So Maniac <laughs> Cop is going to look at the guy and say, like, yo, every time the wind blows, my dick gets hot. Yep. Yep. <laughs> wow. So just these two Frankenstein-looking yep, fuckers exactly. just grunting at each other. <laughs> yep. Oh man! Who can outdrink the other? I gotta go. I, you know what? I love your your flavor that you're throwing on here. I gotta go. Maniac cop and a half though with baby oh. ghost. Oh, oh fuck you, Eddie! Fuck you, cocksucker, motherfucker! You get me, maniac cop, with like a, a little sassy ghost buddy where they're going out and uh, fighting crime. Dude, sign me up. Wow, holy shit. Maniac cop and a half. Yep. You just won. That's it. Yeah, I was going to say, that's and, the... And that's how we ended. <laughs>